Welcome to the Save Room, your safe haven for gaming news and discussion. As per usual, I'm Kevin. And I'm Daniel. And this is episode, officially episode 19, right? Yes. Oh, thank God. 19. Okay. I was writing it down in Google Docs, and I was like, what the fuck are we on? <laughs> and I got almost excited, because like, if we're on 20, we gotta, like, give away, like, a copy of Persona. Or, like, a code to, I don't know, Headlander. And I do mean, like, Persona 2. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm really back. For the PS2. I think I have a copy. We can auction it off. We should do something like that, where yeah. it's like, if you guys enjoy classic video games, we, we have Resident Evil Dead Aim. Huh. Well, that's for you out there for being safe roommates. That's what you got for following us. Thanks. Here's to six more months. ba 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 boom <laughs> oh, fuck. That should be our thing. Yeah. Yeah. We're going into our 20s after this next one, though. Uh, so we got to yeah. start taking it a little more seriously. We're going into our 30s, my dude. Oh, you got me there. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, Daniel, it's yes. been a little while since we've done one of these things. A show proper, if you will. A show proper, and I will. Uh-huh. Uh... We had a big old we had a big old fucking thing that occurred in between episodes of you totally trashing Zelda Breath of the Wild. It's totally me. Oh my god, I dude. hated it. I've never seen or heard somebody drag a game so hard as Daniel did. You would think I gave it a seven. Breath of the Wild. Oh, you're not a monster. <laughs> sure. Like you're like worst game ever played. Eight point three. <laughs> <laughs> And I am that generous. Yeah, we, we got to mention, though, huh. that, uh, that's been happening a lot. This little thing where people fucking lose their shit. Over, lose their shit. Quote, poorly reviewed games. It happened again to Persona 5. Well, for him. Yeah. And they just hate Jim Sterling. For him? Yeah. Oh, well, it was technically uh, was Laura. Laura. Oh. Laura wrote the review for Jimquisition. So okay. she gave it an 8.5. And that's a pretty fucking good score man that's not bad it's a game that has some you know flaws but not deep enough to tarnish the experience and if you read her review mm. you kind of get a sense of what she's trying to go for instead mm. of looking at a fucking number that's pretty good and saying it's not a nine it's not a nine Get the fuck out of here with this shit where is this coming from nerds nerds Who takes the, the games too seriously i don't know like what are you doing you doing are you fucking? Are you betting on these numbers? Right. Is stake? that why you're fucking? You're you're mad. You go on the game facts. You have a racket going on a game facts forum. Using Bitcoin, <laughs> gambling with Bitcoin out there, huh? Crazy. It's a crazy world. That wide. At that point, I support it. Fuck. I need. So? I need a nine point seven two. <laughs> I'm persona five to fucking get a new phone. Did you read the review? Did I read the review? Yeah. yeah. Okay. How was was it good? Uh. Is it, well, is her it? her take on it is yeah, it's got some flaws. Like she she was arguing that the series probably flourish or feels better on portable versus just okay. sitting stuck on a with the PS4. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So there's these kind of yeah, it, there's like a disconnect for it. I guess I don't know. Mm. I don't know if that's as big of a. Cl- I've never played Persona in my fucking life. I played the third one. Oh, uh, it was really weird. I was on the PS2, and uh, my intro to it was the first five minutes. Your your characters are shooting themselves in the head to enter battle. Oh shit! Did did uh, Chuck Palahniuk, <laughs> Pillapong, Chuck Pillapong, a Fight Club fan? Chuck did he write this? Palahniuk. It sounds like it sounds like his jammy. It was all his jammy. Damn. Yeah. I don't know. And of course, IGN or it wasn't IGN. It was uh, oh, Susan Arndt. Uh, I think Game Radar. I don't know. Okay. Games something. GameSpot. Games noun. Games verb. <laughs> Games active. <laughs> like whatever it was. Game uh, Said that it is like one of the best RPGs ever made and it is absolutely worth getting a PS4. Four? For that? 
That's crazy. Yeah. Huh. That's pretty big words, but then again, people were going shit bonkers over Yakuza Zero, mm. and like, sure, okay, cool, yeah, I respect that, but I didn't have a good time with it. You I didn't really, it at all. I fizzled out so hard with it. I was like, fuck, there's a, a lot of mini games here. You're a Yakuza fan, sort of, kind of, yeah. yeah. Not really. No, no, a Yakuza fan. As in, you I, played two of them. I played two game. games. Yes, that's fine. You that's only it. need to play one to be a fan. Yeah. Yeah. Is that fair? Okay, then I I'm think so. And I'm only a fan of Devil May Cry 2. <laughs> You've played them all. Yeah, I know, but At like, but I want to be that guy. Like people walk up to me and just like, dude, so three is like the best one. I'm like, wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. Began and ended in part two. He had a vest, quiet sort of dude, not really rambunctious, no, uh, no one-liners. Loved it. I fought a demon helicopter. Seven point nine. Best shit ever. My kid loved it. <laughs> <laughs> My kid played this two while I played this one. You remember that? Because you play as two different characters. That was cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, super cool. Part two is the best one. Early PlayStation stuff. Hey, uh, do me a favor, actually. I just want to put a little editor's note. Uh, edit out me saying that Devil May Cry 2 is the best of anything. <laughs> <laughs> if you could just go in there and no, snipper like, clips that one out of this, oh, no. I would be much appreciado, sir. That's your favorite one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We went to South by Southwest. We did. <laughs> it was a blast. See, I was getting there. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're flashing a card at me saying, can we just talk about this fucking thing instead of Devil May Cry? I forgot, I forgot about it for a second. <laughs> How did you feel? This was your first time in Austin, right? This is my first time being west of the Mississippi since I was six months old. So Real weird way to put it, but yeah, uh, okay. I, people laugh when I put it that way. I'm like, it's just a test if, if people know geography. Is that, that what people do? They laugh. Yeah, they laugh. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, fuck that. No, we went out there. It was cool. Um, yeah. We had a layover flight, which kind of sucked. Um, super Did tired. Suck. Uh, I, don't, I didn't sleep until the second flight because we had like three hours to go and I felt more comfortable sleeping on that one. I was like, oh, cool. Just, we'll land and I'll wake up and we'll go. Boom. The first flight, I think I was too anxious to sleep on. Right. You got me afraid of like um, Sharknadoes. <laughs> Shark, sharks crashing through planes <laughs> and, and, and shit. Yeah. Um, but Austin itself. It happens is, in Florida, guys. I swear to you. It I does. swear to you. We'll get more gators. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes it's gators, sometimes it's sharks. Whatever, interchangeable. Okay. Mind, okay? Yeah, come on. South by Southwest, Austin. <laughs> so it's cool. No, neat city. Uh, the culture is like everywhere, dude. Like, the second I got off the plane, got in the airport, like there's local like newspaper stand, there's a record store in the airport. It's all the shit. I'm like, this is so fucking Texas. There is a coffee stand that is not Starbucks. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's the first, like, it has a primo spot in the airport. Yeah. It's yeah. Got a cool, like, illuminated sign. And then you get off, like, you go out the doors, like to go to the parking area, and like right. they have local art and shit everywhere. I'm like, what is this? Like, this is just a MCO review of the airport, nothing. by the way. Like, <laughs> <laughs> MCO had nothing like that. I had a weird like, like this dude doesn't want to talk about downtown no. or or Marty or fucking uh, St. Patty's Day. We were walking on Sixth Street, oh, the coveted Sixth Street. But I had a very sultry, very intimate uh, fever the entire oh, yeah, fucking you were weekend. Sick the entire. Day. I had the fever shakes. Like two hours before our flight, mm-hmm. and I was like, "This is gonna be a fucking. This is gonna be a time. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking jilly jolly about this you right would now." Crowd to I'll be like every what. five minutes from the bed next to me, like Daniel, mm-hmm. Daniel, I don't feel good. And I'm like, "Okay, I'll get you something. It's okay. You were gonna take care of me. Yeah, I tried to. Yeah, <laughs> it was like when you got food poisoning all over again. Holy shit, that was so bad. It was real bad. It was coming out of all the holes. <laughs> But what do we so we we worked the gaming expo South by Southwest South gaming. by Southwest Gaming we were working with full disclosure for people that care uh, with Glitch Gaming Apparel I'm mm-hmm. currently employed with them have been for four odd years and I'm just the adjunct asshole four odds forty up. I shouldn't say forty four, four years 40? yeah yeah you've helped me out with one show before you've helped me out at this show uh, Dragon Con uh, yeah yeah that was the other one. 
Yeah, yeah I, was, well, I wasn't trying to recall the name. Okay. I was trying to move on and not think about conventions. Okay, fair, fair. No, you <laughs> uh, so, if you want to know, we have a separate, like, maybe three and a half hour podcast about us just talking about what it's like to stand and sell shirts for eight hours straight. Yeah. So, if you're really into that, just like granular, what, what goes in, in and Actually, I do want to say, we fucking own that booth. We did. Because we only had two hours to set up. We had two hours set up. We were positioned with a 3 by 10 weren't we? 3x10. Oh, 10 by 30 I'm sorry. 3x10. <laughs> they gave us a plank. <laughs> they were like, here's your plank. Set, set up on it. Do whatever you it's, want. It's a little bigger than a 2 by 4 Do what will. So. Just make sure you're here between a fucking 12 and 8. <laughs> and you're good. We got a 10 by 30 we had a 10 by uh, 30. We didn't have enough stock for it. We were just like, I, I was like, no, my dude, I can't really do anything with this. Yeah. And the guy was like, are you sure? And I'm like, absolutely, I'm missing five boxes as is. And he was like, wow, okay, yeah. okay. We had a whole hotel fiasco. Yeah, so our booth mates were these, like, this VR, like, they took the space over. These yeah, VR uh, dudes. Amelia's Curse is the name of the Amelia game. Clark? <laughs> Amelia's Clark. Was she by? It was South by. She could have been by. <laughs> she, she was probably there, yeah. It's all, you know, yeah, we did we see any celebrity walk by at all? I saw Justin a few times. I hear he's a pretty big deal. Justin? Yeah, the guy who runs the place. The yeah, l- no, that's like staff. What do you I mean <laughs> he's like a local fucking celebrity. dude, uh, one year I saw Lady Gaga and you're like, I saw Justin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's the biggest name I saw there. I'm like, do you mean Timberlake? You're like, no, <laughs> no. The event coordinator. The guy uh, who had the tattoos. There's really nobody else. <laughs> no, we didn't really see any I mean the Rooster Teeth guys were there, but uh, we didn't really see any of the big ones. I I would eat a bullet before I'd be able to point out one of them. It'd be like they put a gun in my head, like, "Hey, which ones? Which ones? I can't, I can't even. Which one's Michael?" Yeah, I'd be like, oh, "The tall one." They're like, "That? No, that's me. I'm holding the gun. I'm not Michael. Look, look for." Fuck. So so we shared a booth next to these guys. They're pretty cool. They're nice. Yeah, they're sweet. It, it, it got they're sweet boys. I imagine it was kind of wearing for them to see the same five minute segment replayed over and over and over and over again for. Like what was that? So, like, you go, you put on a VR thing. They yeah. give you, like, these controller pads mm-hmm. that, like, simulate, I guess, a gun and, like, caulking a gun. Yeah, they had uh, developed it for Vive. Yeah, and you basically stand in a room mm-hmm. and these fucking, the, these... Aberrations. Chuds, yeah. if you will. These these under underdwelling creatures come on up and walk toward you slowly and you got to fire bullets into their face mm-hmm. until they fall over. You got to remember to reload and yeah. do it all manually. And, and it's like some people are like, "Oh, this is fun." Huh? And then mm-hmm. like, you know, you'd have like one girl come by and suddenly you just hear fucking screaming yep. and she like one of them was She's like, just watching the demo. Some, one of them playing. was almost going to elbow the fucking TV like yeah. right off the stand. They're trying to like navigate her away and she was just going she was throwing bows left <laughs> and right. It was wild. And I, <laughs> I mean, that it makes good content, I guess, if you fucking film that shit. Yeah, sure. Like, look what our fucking game does. This game about standing still and shooting at stuff that's coming near you. <laughs> this chick freaked out. She loved it. She game went, of the year. She shot her panties. <laughs> game of the... She shouted her panties? She what? shat her panties. She shat her panties. <laughs> <laughs> that should be... What is it? <laughs> Emily's curse. You'll shit your panties. <laughs> oh, man. You'll totally, ruin your cosplay. They're totally gonna sponsor us. I mean, that was a free plug. Yeah, right? We even did a little copy work for them there. That's true. Free of fucking charge. Save room boys. Hire us for your next With, bar mitzvah. If it weren't for us, they wouldn't yeah. have that setup right there. It, yeah, if it weren't but, for us going, we... We don't need this extra... We tent. cannot do this. <laughs> yeah, but, that was good. So them being there was there, other games. Them being there kind of fucked up our flow, though, because this was less like a traditional like vendor hall where you sell merchandise and stuff, and it was more like an expo, so there were a lot more like demonstrations and 
tournament type stuff going on and we were like in the sea of like demos and shit and there was like one outsourced company from you know india there trying to get people to do their own like starter up like development companies and stuff trying to figure out what was going on with them they they so they outsource game development to india you can build a small team out there and do it for faster and cheaper and then you bring it to your studio out here and boom Literally, I think two people. Dude, said, that's how people. we're gonna make our fucking licensed beat 'em ups. <laughs> you think so? That's how we're gonna make Titanic two, the fucking famous beat 'em up. Oh, that's gonna be so sick. Starring Cyberjack and Old Rose. <laughs> what did you call her? The Wilted Rose. The Wilted Rose. <laughs> <laughs> that's an idea for another day, though. I didn't get their card, so it's gonna be hard to kind of follow through there. Fuck. Uh, but okay, because of this aspect, like we had people coming to our booth, not necessarily for us, but for the the line for the demo, and they were just leaning on our booth. Yeah, just, they're just hanging just out. loitering pretty hard. It's soft to touch shirts. Yeah. And oh, so what they, is this? Yeah. I've had worse. I've had people spill their fucking beers oh, on the shirts. Yeah, yeah. I've had people, like, pick it up and just throw it somewhere. And I've had dudes throw those stupid lemon grenade things that we sell. Oh, yeah. On my time. fucking face. Like, they'll pull and be like, go! Like, do lemons. Burn your house down! Like, like so you got... That, that must be the weirdest fucking thing for somebody, like, walking around a convention that maybe, like, they're a mom and they don't know what's going on and they just see some fucking dude. Like, there's a dude trapped behind a booth. He looks tired. <laughs> and this guy's tossing a fucking plushy in lemon into his face going, I'm gonna burn your house down! And you're like, oh, it's it's a it's a reference to a company that doesn't make video games anymore. <laughs> It's a reference to it. They just publish. They just they just publish. They're they're fucking rich. They just do tournaments. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I see. Okay. Have a nice day. So how much for this cube? How much for this cube? (laughs) How much for this 22? Oh, God. I got a lot of that. My favorite question of the the weekend was, so what do you guys do? Oh, As if we did anything except sell merchandise. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, these are smart shirts. They'll, <laughs> they'll fucking... They they'll, fold themselves. They'll torrent, like, whatever you want to watch. Whatever Owen Wilson movie you want to watch is going to torrent straight to your shirt. You gotta, <laughs> Why you gotta, Owen Wilson? You got to stay... Just, it's, it's an example. It's an example. Okay. And you just got to stand in front of a mirror, and you got to look at your fucking... Your backwards Owen Wilson. Actually, well, the, the shirt is smart enough to do the image in reverse, so you can watch <laughs> it in a mirror. So you're, you're just standing in a hotel room. Looking at yourself and watching, watching the Royal Tenenbaums. <laughs> How else was South by Southwest, um, my, my dude? We played some other games there, though. We did. did we we not, played a little. I, the uh, one I really didn't care for. What it was like an Invisigun type shooter. It was weird. It was like a, a grid-based shooter where you. Were, what did he compare it to? I forget. What did he, he was like? Have you ever played? Is like Galaga? Yeah, he did say Galaga. No, he didn't say Galaga. He did. No, he said. Yeah, he did. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Let's go ask that guy. Let's go Let's back. Go. He looked like a surfer, too. He, yeah, he, he looked like he hair. was not in game development at all, but uh, they're, they're from California. No, like, he guys. looked like he was, like, one of their brothers. That's just, like, <laughs> he had the car. He was just there. In the you area. know, he's local. Like, he just drove him around. He's there, like, come here. But he was fucking wh- whooping ass. He was? He was fucking punching balls. Like, any little kid coming up going, like, yeah, I'll play. Like, he, they tr- first of all, they trap you there for fucking four rounds. Yeah. No, even more, dude. Even more than that, right? Because you have to, they, it's up to four players, and each player has to win three rounds for the game to be done, essentially. Or one player right. does. So if you max out the round, you can go for, like, almost 12 rounds. Yeah, shit, so... And they, they went on. So it's, me, like, player-by-player player elimination, basically. So, yeah, you start the game, you're totally invisible, but, like, you, you when you're moving, like, let's say there's a puddle, like, whatever corresponding color to your character, you'll see, like, footprints of that. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes you run into obstacles and it shows you, but, like, if you shoot, you, you appear. Yeah. That's how it fucking works. And I gotta tell you, like, yeah, we might have did, like, seven rounds, I would say. And I, I gotta tell you, I was pretty done with the game around... 
like 37 seconds into the first No, round. I saw it. I, you, you, the yeah. controller went limp on your hand. You were about to pass it over. And I thought we like, were done. The like guy's like, that's round two. Every <laughs> round, I was just like, hi, it's cool, dude. And he's just like, oh, we got another. Come on, pick your character. Okay. Oh, Here man. we go. It was okay. Man. It's like not my kind of game. Oh, it's super not my like, game. I, I like those sort of uh, grid-based lane shooters, and I thought the the thought of being Some, invisible was somebody interesting. Somebody would like it. But I don't want to play it. It for, would like, make a good Switch game, actually. It would. It would make a pretty interesting Switch game. Hmm. But you'd have to do four players in one. Yeah, maybe you could between the two. You could. I don't know. If you had two sets of Joy-Cons. Yeah, yeah, if you had two sets of Joy-Cons. So it was neat. It was cool to try out. Um, what else did I fuck with? Sundered. Sundered. Sundered, which cool. I'm at, legitimately excited about. I put maybe like five minutes on it just to fuck with it. And I thought the combat was really cool. The art style was awesome. Music. And I there were a lot of abilities and things going on that I didn't understand yet. Because I, you know, the game was already at a certain point like in terms of progress. And I didn't know what I had equipped. But it was cool. I got stuck in an area like what looked like hell. And I was fighting off like 50 enemies. Yeah, you're like, totally in hell the whole time. I was like, I'm yeah. done. But no, it looks super neat. I can't wait to actually check it out. Yeah, no, that one, it looks super fucking good. It, it reminds me of... The platforming's um, good. Do you remember... I don't think you played it, but Strider, when they did the remake of Strider for like when they launched. No, I played the PS4 original Strider. PS4 and Xbox One. Was it good? It was fucking good. Okay. It was really good. Cool. It had a little bit of Shadow Complex to it. It had a little mm-hmm. Metroidvania to it. And the combat was like really fucking fluid. That's, That's what Sundered's like. It's fluid combat, Metroidvania-like levels and shit. But like this really cool, fucking like just granular hand drawn style mm. where like things move very smoothly. Like I like that a lot. That was pretty fucking. A lot cool. of little details there. Oh yeah, that's neat. Did we play anything else? We uh, played fucking Windjammers. Oh, we did play. We wind- did play I forgot Windjammers. About that. Holy shit, that was a good time actually. Because I wanted to play Guitar Hero. They had like a Guitar Hero three one set up. Yeah, but you 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 bust out Guitar Hero three like there was like twelve people. Yeah, deep there was a line. So waiting like, for right, that we'll, fucking grubby, dirty guitar. So we'll play Windjammers instead, and it was cool. We were playing on a beach, and uh, I didn't quite know what I was doing half the time, but I, I fucked with it. I enjoyed it. Oh yeah, yeah, it was fun. You beat me. I did. Yeah, it, it didn't feel good. No, no, you it felt you real don't bad. Like losing. Uh, not ever. Who does? Who? who who's? Who? What, what do you mean? You don't like? Lo- what a stupid phrase. It could be humbling sometimes. You don't like losing. I game- fucking love losing. <laughs> Let me lose some more. Mm, so humble, humble pie. <laughs> <laughs> who likes losing? In a game that like you've never played before, what's right. the harm in it? I love it. Like okay, say like we're playing like fucking Overwatch or like Call of Duty, like a game you know. Right. If you lose, then you're pissed. Good examples I- of games I really don't like losing in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> I don't. You don't like losing. Is the same like I don't like it when a car backs up in my foot. That's different. I don't like it. Like, oh, you really don't like it when a car backs up in your foot. Okay. Huh? Oh man. You're right. I need to work on me. <laughs> so we played Windjammers. Windjammers. We were, we were gonna play Overcooked. There was like an all-day tournament going on. Oh, we were about to educate some fools in like, Overcooked. You, you could corral a team, and whoever got the highest score got the prize pool for the oh day. And then the scores were low, man. You want a hat. They were, they were going to give us a hat. Really? <laughs> yes. I didn't know that, that was yeah, the There prize was a was. hat at stake. Holy shit. A chef's hat. And somebody came by walk, mm-hmm. like with it, and I was like, oh, how'd you get that? And he's like, oh, I was playing Overcooked, my dude. I was like, oh. Hmm. And I just stared. You're like, that's neat. And he was like, yeah, it's over there. And I just I didn't say anything. I just continued not speaking. I just kept on staring at him. My eyes going from his from his eyes to his hat quickly. <laughs> what else happened? Uh, what, we played some other games. We were across this, the way from a, what looked like a furry version of uh, Super Smash Brothers, Rivals of Aether. 
Right, I was really into this. A lot of people are talking about this lately. Like, Kotaku did a write-up about it, actually. <laughs> he truly did. And I was like, yeah, it, it, I was watching it for probably, like, a good eighth of our stand there. And <laughs> the, the combat looks cool. The platforming was really... It reminded me of, like, Super Smash Brothers Brawl. It's, the level it's, design it's was cool. furry Smash Brothers. It, that's exactly what it is. Like, they fucking pull up this, like, unicorn character. I'm like, that's a fucking furry right there. <laughs> or, like, this this battle orca. And I'm like, yeah. You're just like, I don't mean to make waves, gentlemen, but I'm pretty but, sure this is a fur pile. I got to talk to one of the guys about, like, the development of it and everything. And yeah. I wanted to ask him, like, you know, some of them guys furries. But I didn't think it was, like, good. I thought it might be a faux pas. How do you even... <laughs> how do you coax that subject out of somebody like so furries right <laughs> like, like you like at a convention you just have to wait for one to come by yeah. and then look at the guy and smile and be like that was pretty good right mm-hmm. and they'll look at you and you know you can go one or two ways with this they can be like what <laughs> or they can be like you're telling me <laughs> Shit. and then you make a fucking smash brothers game <laughs> that apparently is yeah. based off of like tetra triad from final fantasy what? Yeah, they had um, this fantasy-style card game that they had developed, and um, from there, they were like, oh, let's take these characters and put them in like a, a brawl-type game. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, cool. I don't know how we went from that to that, but all right. It was just their t- two degrees of development separation. Okay. I'm going to developer, man. I don't know. I'm some mouthpiece. I'm just looking at House of the Dead. We should make Half-Life, too. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, what? <laughs> But that dude was cool to talk to you. He said uh, 2D animation is harder than 3D animation. Well, yes. That's, that's interesting to learn yes. about. Um, I guess, like, the amount of hand detail that they put in versus, like, <clears throat> computer-generated 3D models, it takes longer, and it's just, there's more detailing to it. Mm-hmm. So you can't just, like, do presets like you would for 3D models. No, not at all. That's why uh, even Iga, with his bloodstain Ritual of the Night, that's going for, like, the 2.5D aesthetic, mm-hmm. just because it's cheaper. Uh, sure. Yeah, which is kind of disappointing because this dude made made Symphony of the Night. You want to you want to get the fucking real deal. Hmm. You want to be like, yeah, these are beautiful hand drawn sprites that took somebody thousands and thousands of hours, and I'm gonna whip the tile out of the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Fuck. <laughs> so, um, did you play anything else? Or I played Floor Kids. You played Floor? Oh yeah. It was like this um, iOS iPad like dancing game, rhythm based game. It was cool. I'm having so many flashbacks right now. Like I've I've just put it totally out of my mind because I was so miserable. Yeah, oh, you were so sick. so downtrodden the entire time. Right. Like right. I tried to get you invigorated and get you like uppity, but like you could, you just weren't there. I will also say though the biggest uh, yeah. slice of cosmic irony that we had in Austin was being two rows over from the Nintendo booth and having to hear white denims ha 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 yeah for about three days straight. Which if you guys don't remember, gonna... one of our. Oh my god, he brought out the fucking pin that he got! His little pin. Nintendo Switchy pin! <laughs> just threw it on the table. When did you get this? I got it while I was out there, man. Don't worry about it. Oh my god. Well, yeah, we we used it as our, uh, our just really the theme song to our life. Ha 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 They were doing oh. this thing where if you played like four different uh, Nintendo Switch games, you would get a hat. Oh yeah, but. That's why people were walking by with the hats. With the day. fucking trucker hats. Yes. Yeah. I do not want that. I don't want it, but I want it just to have it. Like, I'm not going to wear it. You know? I'm going to be like, oh, I got this from fucking it's Nintendo. Fucking Fizeme himself. Ashton Kutcher Couture <laughs> or whatnot. With hey, that. we're reviving Punk this year. 2017. Punk season five. Puck? Punked. Punked? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> great show, man. It was great so good, show. Man. It was great. Real classic. So that was that was the gaming part of South by. It was cool. Uh, then we, we got Crazy in the City. Um we got crazy in the city. Yeah, no, we, we, we went to bars and spent a bunch of money and saw one band. 
I saw a few bands. When did you see a few bands? The first night we were out, we saw uh, Kitty. Uh, was it Kitty Kitty? That wasn't real. They were like a like a local band. We weren't paying attention to I, that. I I went over there. I saw a song. I was drinking did you my, really? my tequila, whatever. Okay. And enjoying them over the balcony. It was cool. And then yeah. the second night, no, sorry, the third night, we were like, let's go see Weezer. They were playing at midnight. They're playing somewhere down. <laughs> on Fifth, and we're like, all right, we're gonna go check out Weezer. We didn't have a a music pass though because. His boss. Okay. Gave it to yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. I, it was never to be mine. Yeah. It was never to be. It, it would have been weird. I would have been like, ah, oh, fuck, dude. I'm sorry. I'm gonna go about I'm about the chill Jay Z. I got the music pass. Hey, idea. You just hang out by yourself. You hang out around the city on Sixth Street. Call an Uber. Just do which. There's no Uber. There's no. <laughs> oh Uber. yeah. Call Fasten. It's Fasten. I got rid of the Uber. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that would have been weird. But we we tried to get into the Weezer venue. We couldn't. Um, but luckily, we did stuff along the way. That night, we went to Dueling Piano Bars, Pete's. Dueling, yeah, that was pretty, that, that was, was neat. There was yeah. a wedding party there. I think they were doing a lot of, like, wedding songs. And there was a weird wedding theme. Yeah. There was. Didn't understand it. I was drinking. Uh, we saw the best Brazilian band fucking ever. Okay, so South by Southwest did this thing where they opened up, like, a, uh, a contest to bands all over the world, all over the countries, <laughs> and different continents, and uh, nine of the bands that won were all from Brazil. And they all ended up playing the small club that we ended up at. Like, it was the last bar we went to. Friends. Friends. Oh, it was oh, called Friends. Friends. Okay. Friends. It was cool. I got a... What's the the local beer there? Lone Star? Lone Star? Lone Star is their beer? PBR, yeah. as, it was, as was explained to us yeah. by a Austonian. It was good. Yeah. So, the first band we saw was fine. Yeah. They were cool. They were cool. They were kind of math-rocky. That's what drew us in, actually. We were like, oh, what's this kind of, like, They were sort of like, math-rocky, for sure. Like, good and riffing. then the second band was fucking fantastic. They were fabulous. Finger, finger. Finger, finger, <laughs> fucking great. Two piece, yeah. drummer, guitarist. Sounds like eighty people. They do fucking punk music they and, do it all. and crazy fucking jams. I called them the Brazilian Death from Above. You did, and that's why I like them. Two guys making a lot of noise. That's my jam. And they were nuts. They had a lot of personality. Actually, like I feel like half the people were there for them. The guitarist hugged you. Guitarist slash freshman, uh, frontman, whatever. Um, he goes out uh, during the start of one of their songs and. I'm gesturing towards him wildly. I'm getting him pumped. He's getting me pumped. We're jerking each other off. It's great. Oh, yeah. Everyone's he getting comes super towards me. pumped. He, he, so he, much pump he embraces around. me. He's like, the song's about to start, okay? You're going to hug the person next to you. We're going to hug everybody in the room. And I'm like, okay. And he goes up on stage. I can't tell anybody because it's really loud. He says, I want you to hug your neighbor. You know, we need to bring together Brazil and America and everybody. I want you to hug. If you're American, hug that Brazilian next to you. If you're Brazilian, hug that American next to you. And we were hugging each other. It was crazy. It's a crazy good time. So you're okay. I didn't really know about this this side plot going here. Yeah. So he, he told me about it first. Didn't believe in your ability to be the Metatron and fucking <laughs> spread his message. No. You're you know as he's like as, I'm gonna let you know what's happening, but right. I'm gonna say it myself. Right. Yeah. He just wanted you to know what was going because he was just like you look like you can get real nervous about this. You look <laughs> like you can get pretty fucking anxious. And I I don't need another freak out at a finger finger show. Yeah. We we did. We had one in uh, Sao, Sao Paulo. You know. Didn't work out well. What with Trump. Being president, like, we don't know what the fuck's going to go on if we start some shit, okay? Well, we want to go back to Brazil in one piece. We do. You know Even though we're two-piece. We're two-piece. <laughs> we want to go back to Brazil as a two-piece. Um, they were great. They, they were, were fucking great. fantastic. Uh, so we hugged everybody. It was cool. And then uh, during one of I just the... hugged you. I didn't hug any strangers. I, I hugged this chick to the left of me, and she's like, are you Brazilian? And I'm like, no, just hug me anyway. <laughs> it was great. That, I love that. I love your, your spot of American diplomacy. <laughs> Whatever, it's all about unity. Don't people. worry about what's happening. <laughs> just hug me. Just hug me. <laughs> right. Um, and then he he gave us some of his his finger finger craft beer. 
Yeah. He, pour, he poured it in all of our mouths. He didn't pour it in my mouth. He poured it into mine. Oh, we were overlooked. Yeah, because he did. He figured he gave he, me the hug. He didn't like your situation from earlier. Oh, uh, sure. He, he didn't like how it. you handled that. You it's just, like in a Telltale game when you miscalculate, and it's like uh, finger finger will remember that. Where you were fucking looking at the text while you had like a, the little limited bar going yeah. down, and you're just like fuck, <laughs> and like finger finger will remember that. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that that was that was the majority of our South by experience. We um, left yeah. a little early, uh, and I had to finish everything by myself like a champ. And yeah, I felt bad I was attacked it. by a roach you at were? the booth when I was breaking it down, and this guy survived for at least three hours as I was breaking down, hiding between two shirts. Uh, it was a real David and Goliath story. It really was. He was Where you were David, and he was Goliath. <laughs> he was certainly a yeah. Goliath, and I was fucking running around crying. <laughs> it was so bad. It got to the point where I, find, I, I honestly broke down everything around the roach, mm-hmm. And left his little pile for last. <laughs> he left his little little domain where he was on top of a broken cardboard box, broken down cardboard box, and a few shirts that I put on top of it. Hmm. He was just hiding on one of those fucking shirts, like <laughs> staring at me, waiting at me. And like one of the freemen came by and he saw that underneath the table, everything else was bare, and I had everything wrapped up except for that because I was like, what am I going to do with this? Mm. How am I going to handle this yeah, situation? You know, because roaches. Serious business. Yeah, they sense fear. Carbon dioxide levels. Oh my oh. god, he was so attracted to my fear. It's why he didn't leave. Mm. And then this, the, the, the Freeman, the union guy, comes up, picks up the fucking box with all the shirts on it, like nothing, puts it on top of the table going, hey, is this yours, man? And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, thank you. And I'm thinking to myself, fuck it. The roach must have left before that happened yeah. because there's no way he would have been calm about being lifted by this union right. man and thrown on top of a table. But let's be known. But I was fucking wrong. <laughs> he was still there. I fuck. I kicked the table because I was just like, "What's what's long on me mm-hmm. that I can get away? That I have like a half second to, to spin wheel and fucking run in slow motion away from this roach in case like you know he's out for my blood." Okay. So I kick and I, he surfs this like the fucking fin from Jaws like whoosh, and goes back in like underneath the table. I'm like, "Fuck! I'm gonna abandon those shirts." I'm not gonna fucking you left do him this. In Texas. I was gonna leave. I, yeah, it, Austin, it's yours. <laughs> Here's a donation of road shirts. <laughs> Enjoy. But at the very end, he fucking he he crawls on out. He starts walking on top of the table, and I fucking run over there because he goes to the far side of the table. Mm-hmm. I run over to the table, just toss the shirts into an open box, and he started coming at me when he saw that because he's just like, "There you are." <laughs> oh, it's so scary, dude. My heart was pumping. <laughs> and I fucking I this kicked, is the most awoke you were that whole weekend yes yeah. I kicked the table yeah my sickness wasn't even a thought right there I was fucking <laughs> you're in fight or flight I was mode. running on pure adrenaline and I fucking kicked the table and he went flying like with the table just clinging on there <laughs> still running toward me like the little decap- up the table like the decapitated spider head from the thing he was coming at me fast okay. like that okay but I fucking got away. I fucking got my last load of, of boxes, and I just I ran. <laughs> I ran for my life. Peace, Austin. Right. People were watching. Yeah. That was my thing. That was my ending of South by Southwest. Okay. That'll stand out most. Uh, my ending was I went to the airport two hours early. I ate at a pub. Yep. And uh, I almost missed my flight because I was playing Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got some news here. All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll <throw> <laughs> if you wanted to... Uh, Dive deep on this. Uh, so I, I just want to pre- preface, 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 preface for your preface that uh, a lot of this is from last week as we're recording on a Wednesday. Um, oh. 
Also, before you jump into your news, yeah, can I, can I segue from light news to your news? Oh, uh, you're already doing it. So okay, here we go. Asking for permission. So while we so were like... out there, I guess they did the South by Southwest Gaming Awards. Yes. I don't know if you heard anything about that. Yeah, I did. You hear about the nominations? Any of the winners? There? They were like, "Yeah, it's happening tonight at fucking yeah, yeah. 10. and I was like, "Dude, I'm gonna still be breaking." You're I was like, breaking down until ten thirty. Oh, so you didn't catch any of this? No, so that was the last night. Okay, so um, yeah. some of the the highlights there. I'm just gonna read off a few things I thought were pretty, pretty interesting. Um, Uncharted Four beat out Dishonored Two, Overwatch, Titanfall Two, and Doom for Game of the Year. Okay, pretty you know pretty awesome. Okay, kind of yeah. figured that would happen. It beat out Overwatch. It beat out Overwatch. Okay, yeah, doesn't seem that seems fake. <laughs> it's not real. Uh, Pokemon Go won Mobile Game of the Year. Uh, Overwatch won Best Esports Game Slash Trending Game of the Year. It makes sense because everybody's talking about it. Okay, fair. Um, and Doom took Excellence in Music, while Firewatch took Best Art Direction. Best Art Direction? Yeah. Okay. Little little nods there from uh, South by Southwest Gaming. Solid. Solid. Pretty cool, yeah. Thought I would give a mention there. So. Well, good on you. Right? But, you know, it just feels like, did they make up these like awards? Did they make, they're like, hey, we... South by Southwest Gaming Awards. And it's like, fuck, dude. Like, you're not... We just had GDC. We just had the... Right. Video game awards back in December. We had big hosts there too. Yeah. Uh, I guess because it was a gaming event, they're like, you know, we have to have an award component. I, apparently, they've been going on for a couple of years. I was like, I've never heard. Why of you. do it in March at this yet. point, though? At March, it's yeah. It's, it's just like the like, Oscars really... when you're giving awards away for like movies that came out a year and a half ago. It's like, all right, well, let's address things from this year. Like we're already living it. Yeah, you're, exactly. You're in the past. <laughs> why? Are, why are we even looking back? Right. I'm 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 waiting for Guardians of the Galaxy two. Why why are you talking about these fucking old ass movies? Yeah, right. <laughs> huh? The Arrival? No. When? The Revenant? We're still giving awards to the Revenant? Okay. <laughs> I don't understand. I just saw the Arrival. Actually, it's fucking great. Yeah. Tell me, dude. Really good. Really really good. Hmm. Especially if you like words. If you're a wordsmith. Is it a? Oh, okay. You might so enjoy it's very it for sure. Okay, cool. Uh, speaking of wordsmiths, oh, I, here we go. I, I wrote a few things for you. That was good. I like that. You like that? Yeah. All right, number one, Dan. Actually, I got a little twofer, a little big budget. We'll call this the triple A, triple A asterisk. No, that got away from me. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> I got some triple A news here for you guys, because only the best for Daniel. Earlier in the year, Activision hinted that Call of Duty would return to its roots, and now leaked promotional assets back that claim. The annualized revenue waterfall has, in recent years, abandoned real-world conflicts in favor of some Battlestar Galactica-type shit. But mm-hmm. 2017's installment looks to return the series to the conflict that started it all. World War II? No, World War II. Okay. World War II. Because uh, <laughs> the sequel's always better. Yeah. Right? So, headed up by Sledgehammer Games... Call of Duty WW2's leaked marketing uh, materials depict soldiers landing on a beach garbed in period-correct clothing. Mm. Acty being Acty has not commented on the possible leak. Cool. Are you super excited about Call of Duty? I mean, not really. Okay. I thought it was cool when uh, EA was like, okay, we're going to take Battlefield, we're going to set in World War One. I. I feel like this is Activision's, like... Uh, okay, your move to that situation. Where like, I, okay. I gotta wonder when these choices happen because, like, remember, like each of the studios is on like a three-year cycle now. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, Treyarch has one in, yeah. in fucking works, like you know, it, it, two years in, and then the other studio has one that's one year in, and then they just cycle until they're ready. Of course. So, like, this decision was made at least three years ago because exactly. that's what they said that that they're supposed to each get three years of dead time. Mm. Okay? okay, so. They could easily be like, hey, our decision predated EA trying to make one. Because well, that, that, that I think that took likely. like two or three years. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I don't know how easy it is to be like, fucking just do WW2. Let's top them. They did World War One. I. I mean, the thing is, they <laughs> already did, did World War II, like yeah. twice. 
Right. <laughs> like, they did World at War, which I hear was okay. I just think it, like... So how you, are you going to up that? You just have to keep the, like, perspective, like, no, like, dude, this game came out, uh, Battlefield 1 came out last year. Mm-hmm. This one's coming out next year. That looks weird for the public, because they're, like, they don't think that this game took three years to make. Yeah. So it was probably, that was decided upon from the beginning, that they wanted to do World War II again. Um, I thought they were going to go back to Vietnam. They kind of touched in it in Black Ops. Okay. Like, that was the theme of it. Black Ops was cool with that. Black Ops was, like, the last one that I really, really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm okay with Because it was, like, the, the most ones. grounded in history, in a way. Yeah, actually. Like, the newer ones have gotten so far away from that. Like I said, it's some Battlestar Galactic-type shit. I Fucking heard. people are doing backflips. <laughs> like, they're Matt Damon from Elysium. You know? They're, they, they're wearing the mech armor <laughs> bullshit. What do you call it? The Warframe. The oh, Warframe. Okay. <laughs> 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 so uh, and hopping around and left and right and I just I was super super like for the first time because like you know I've been getting them every year mm-hmm. you know I'm, I'm that guy I walk in and go what what's my bread and butter doing this year mm-hmm. you know but last year even though I really enjoyed the campaign mm-hmm. of what the fuck was it even called Infinite Warfare Infinite Warfare yeah. whatever it's starting to get you should honestly just put it's Call of Duty 2017 there you go <laughs> just do that from now on hmm. make it easier on my mind that's an idea okay uh, Treat them like Madden games. I was I was super disinterested in the multiplayer. Multiplayer has gotten wackadoo for me. Didn't really care for what I was saying. Yeah, I don't really like that sort of multiplayer component from a Call of Duty game. I like it to be more grounded. I, I do hate to admit that just like having that huge shakeup back to World War II, I'm kind of interested again. Because yeah. I'm just like, all right, what Let's are we going to do? Let's see how they could do it. Because like, we haven't had like a good World War II game this generation. Like a big World... Because it was kind of no, it was right. faded away because fucking games like Call of Duty hammered it into the ground. The first three games were all World War II. They were, yeah. And then World at War was. Which I still actually like World at War. It was cool. I like the weapon set. There's a lot of interesting like uh, equipment choices too. I don't know. It was, it was neat. So if they can strike that same sort of immersion and make it interesting, then hell yeah, I'll play it. Because I don't like the fucking like the jump pack, rocket no, combat. No, I like, don't like it either. I don't mm-hmm. care for it. I'm just like, fuck. Like, I was so excited for Modern Warfare uh, or, yeah, what was it called? Call of Duty 4 yeah. being remastered. But even that, there's just something like, ugh. I don't know. We both got it too. I, I got it uh, during Black Friday because I was like, oh, we should play this together. Get back into Call of Did Duty. Did you even spin it? Did you spin that disc? It's not even, even open. once? No. no, not even open. It's still sealed. I think we're just getting too old for Call of Duty. Is what is, it is. Call of Duty for me last year, or I should say 2015 was Eclipse by Battlefront. That was my Call of Duty that year. I think it was just more fun for me, like how arcadey and snappy it was. And the, right. The, the gunplay was great. And then last year was right. Overwatch. We, we got me. into that shit for a while. Overwatch took away multiplayer for me last year. Overwatch has just filled that space for you like nothing else. Yeah, There's nothing, nothing feels else. as good. Otherwise, Even when the internet's bad, nothing feels as good. Yeah, you just play like single-player games otherwise. I've been kind of doing the same where it's just like, fuck, I don't... Like, I'm not going to play Mass Effect online. Mm. I'm not going to do that. That's I mean, about. I did that a lot with 3. It was good. I got some more Activision news for you because you look like you're hungry. You look like you're a hungry boy for that stuff. Hmm. Okay? So number two here. Bungie is also set on dominating the fall for Activision. The studio officially announced that Destiny 2 is a game. Hmm. There's actually not too much to go on beyond a fun little promotional image depicting Earth's last city on fire. You'll remember the last city as being a hub for guardians to turn in engrams, collect bounties, and, uh, there's a soccer ball. Huh. There was. Games Media's best guessers predict a September launch. Launch. <laughs> launch. <laughs> September launch. Sequel. Uh, yeah, that actually got, like, leaked already. Mm-hmm. Like, that they were doing Destiny 2. 
like for a while first it was like an earnings call and then like last week i think the promotional image was already fucking leaked and one of the uh one of the devs like tweeted out like of just a very disappointed gif mm-hmm. via taylor taylor swift's disappointed face okay about the situation i remember that and i was just like okay i i like some of the things that i'm hearing about destiny 2 i do like that they're trying to like get it really right mm-hmm. um a lot of people kind of shit on destiny just because of what it was like year one year one yeah and by the time we got to the Taken King, it got really good, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, there was... Because I remember putting it down after I did my initial playthrough. I was like, fuck this. I'm just doing the same thing. Because it was so disappointing for people. It was like, fuck, it feels really good. The game has really good fucking combat. Mm-hmm. Really snappy, but feels very unique. Uh, it's kind of like a blending of the school of philosophy of Call of Duty and Halo and together in one. Okay. But That's the game it. had you doing the same shit over and over and over and over and over okay. and over and over. And they kind of fixed that. They actually added a lot of cool fucking content, cool like you know weekly, weekly raids and weekly and weekly shit that you can do. That was, that was fun. So this this one I like that they're trying to be like, all right, we're scrapping like some of the progression system stuff just because we want to be able have a clean slate, make it fucking good. Mm-hmm. You think you're gonna get down on this? I mean, I haven't even got down on the first one. I want to. Though. I want yeah. to be into Destiny. Like I want to do raids and I want to get in, immersed in that world. But it just I just haven't had the time to yet. I hope Part 2 is uh, strong enough to, to pull you away from the Overwatch. Well, thing, I have um, the Destiny bundle. It's uh, the whole... Yeah, yeah I remember. The, you, you the got deluxe that. bundle. You got that like Black Friday. You haven't, I did. You haven't spooled Same that one my, up either. Same with my Infinite Warfare, yeah. Still wrapped, isn't it? It's got, what, uh, Hustle Wolves, Rise of Iron, Taking. At this point, yeah. take that copy, mm-hmm. toss that shit out the window. Because Destiny 2 makes it. Because Destiny yeah. 2. Because <laughs> you're just going to be like, oh, fuck, I'm not going to play 1 anymore. Nobody's on it anymore. Toss that shit. Toss it right now, because save yourself... They're still going to support it, though. Save yourself that feeling, that little pang of, what am I missing? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Clean slate, man. Clean slate with part two. Okay. We're going to do it. Are you going to do it? If, yeah. You gonna, we're going to get a raid together? I'm going to get that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. we're going to raid so hard. Right, Fuck. There's going to be so much raiding in here. It's going to be sweaty. Oh, it's Tuscan Raiders. It's going to be super sweaty. Yeah. I can't wait, because I want a game where we're fucking like on the mic, going like fucking calling out shots and being fucking bamfy. You know? We already do that. No, we don't. We don't really. Overcooked. We just got... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Overcooked is our fucking thing. Yeah. We should go league level with that. We should. Um, number three, I got an interesting little meld of the movie world Melt and me. the game world for you. I'm going to meld you. So me. good. Ooh. Steven Spielberg's... Go- uh, <laughs> <laughs> Steven Spielberg's... Go- 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 go. <laughs> Steven Spielberg's big screen adaptation of Ready Player One is teaming up with HTC Vive to produce exclusive VR content for the film. Based on Ernest Cline's debut novel about a young gamer's voyage through a massively multiplayer virtual reality world. Of a fucking mouthful. The Vive partnership vibes pretty well. That's worse. Yeah. I wish I edited that. <laughs> What this content will shape up to be or how it ties into the film's narrative is yet to be seen, but it will be made available on Viveport sometime before Ready Player One's March 2018 release. I'm I'm interested. I read the book. Did you read the book? I didn't read the book. I don't even know if it's really worth your time. Because it's okay. When we were in Texas, you were talking to the hotel concierge about it and how... Yo, he dropped that on us like not like yep. nowhere. Yep. Because he saw like our gaming badge and mm-hmm. he was just like, you boys would love he even, Ready Player One. He didn't even know the name though. That's the thing. He was struggling. Oh yeah, he was, like, re- he was like single player one. Single player one go? Yeah, single player <laughs> one go. He's like, it's great. You guys would be super into it, I think. If, like, if you guys are like real gamers. If you guys are like real gamers, you'd like it. 
I hear it's like super uh, heavy-handed with some of like the gaming references and the things that it does. It's super handy, like super handy. <laughs> I love it. I love it to level out <laughs> chairs that are fucking wobbly. I love it, Ernest Klein. You've done me a good service. No, it it it's it's super. Super hammy, super, super fucking, uh, it, it smacks of that feeling of, like, baby's first novel. Okay. Like, that's how it feels. So, so a lot of the things are very referency, and they totally are built on this webwork of cliches. Mm. And, like, you can try to kind of get away with, like, oh, well, it's supposed to because I'm referencing pop culture that is cliched, yeah. like, so much. But it's, like, that's... Apparently his second that. novel was like ugh, it was a bust Damn. without all the pop culture references. Uh, so I don't how know. would how would a VA, VR experience of this book play out? Well, the story the story like in the, the book. Wizard? <laughs> yes, exactly the fucking wizard. <laughs> like you 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 just see a two D overlay of the wizard when you put on the <laughs> VR experience. You're like what the fuck? And then it just like just in yellow flashing letters. Go see Red Player One. March, march, march. <laughs> Fuck, I hate this, but I love it. <laughs> my retinas hurt. Nah, this 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 dude's caught in this VR world where like literally every licensed creation under the sun, like fucking, I I don't, I, what was it? Some of it was just like TV shows, like you can live out a sitcom from the fucking eighties, okay. and like the guy that designed it, all of his favorites were like coded into the, this big game where you can go like there's different planets that represent different slices of pop culture like here's an Indiana Jones world or <laughs> here's everything medievally world okay non-specific medieval world with swords like gotcha. shit like that so so it was like you know this he would go into it he would have his own VR headset mm-hmm. he even had like a fucking haptic suit in the book, where like he would like be on a treadmill, so he, he to move his character, he would actually have to like work out and move. Oh, that's interesting. And so he actually got super fucking fit, like <laughs> like playing this fucking VR world. So like his avatar was starting to match his real body because he oh, starts shit. out as like a schlubby kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's wild. Like he shaves his fucking head and shit, and gets like super ripped just playing video games, fucking grinding. That's the dream. Wow. That's the dream for me to play Dark Souls and like every fucking, you know, every death is me. Just my glutes getting, getting tighter. Get tighter and tighter. <laughs> you know? I get a little tight playing that game as it is. Sure. So are you super excited about this movie? I guess so. <laughs> we uh, kind of went away from the movie. Right <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I, I don't really mind. I don't know that I want to read it, um, let alone play a VR game. I would, I'll, you, I'll see but you would see the movie just because Spielberg's attached, I'd see a right? movie, yeah. I'd see I want to see a Spielberg movie where he goes back to his silly fucking, you know... 80s yeah. wackadoo roots. Right, right. Instead of like, you know, these fucking dramas that he likes to do. What's he even doing now? He did Lincoln. He did Lincoln. He oh. did, uh, he's doing another thing. I forget. Didn't he do that uh, Liam Neeson is a monster movie? <laughs> Remember that? He's a giant monster talking to a little boy, helping this little boy with his life problems by being a monster. No, I don't no? remember that one. No, I think it was called Mac and Me. <laughs> <laughs> another bit here for you. Uh, following a week holiday, GameStop has announced plans to close 150 of its retail locations this year, citing a drop in hardware sales by 29.1% and new software dipping by 19.3%. The Texan company blames soft-selling blockbuster games, not not like blockbuster blockbuster games, but like AAA. Yeah, yeah. You, you feel me? Yeah. Uh, and rivals such as Amazon and Best Buy initiating aggressive promotional techniques in order to move hardware. Hmm. Uh, though the closures only account for about 
2 to 3% of GameStop's 7,500 locations. The company is already making up for lost ground by opening new tech-based stores like Cricket Wireless, whatever the fuck that is, and more ThinkGeek storefronts, both of which are actually increasing in revenue. As Dr. Malcolm once said in a deleted scene I made up, <laughs> capitalism finds a way. You're unreal. Yeah, am I? That's good. <laughs> am I unreal tournament? <laughs> um, okay, well, this is <coughs> this was expected. Yep. We've had a lot of words about GameStop in the past, like, a few episodes. We have. I we, think we, we've been bodying them. You know, and I think we finally we finally put a rupture in their fucking well-oiled machine. That's not unfounded. Like we, we could have told you by not buying enough games prior to this, or not pre-ordering enough, not pre-ordering, not, enough. not buying enough, downloading through PlayStation too much. Really we it fucked is, it up. Then. We fucked up their fucking regime, dude. I feel bad. Like business, that's tough stuff, man. Yeah, there's somebody out there that's just like fuck. I can't sleep. <laughs> I don't have enough pre-orders for I'm Persona not, 5. I haven't sold enough copies of, of Madden 07. <laughs> I just got that one GPG. What am I doing wrong? <laughs> it's what this exec is saying to himself. So, I mean, this was bound to happen. Um, the trend in digital sales has been fucking astronomical lately, and people are saying yep. that GameStop's probably going to shatter within five years. I kind of want to look at the comment about, like, soft-selling AAA games. Mm-hmm. Um... So what was so what's soft selling? For so them, are, we, are we blaming Titanfall two and Watch Dogs two for not fucking being like selling thirty million like in one week out the gate? Right. Like what was it? You know. Maybe it's just that there were too many games coming out then. And I think that's exactly it. There's just like so many fucking games coming out, and to expect each of them to, to be a well. high yeah to be a high performer when it's like okay well. Fucking Call of Duty came out one week, and Battlefield came out like the week before, and oh shit, Titanfall Two is here, and fucking there's Final Fantasy Fifteen. Yeah, Final Fantasy Fifteen. Oh, and the last uh, Guardian. So shit, I gotta make a choice between these fucking ten year old games. <laughs> what do I do? And people, people are like, I like Best Boys. I like Cindy. Yeah, I'm gonna do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, we're. I want to see what happens this year as well. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with uh, new 150 hardware. stores is significant. Yeah, dude, that's people out of the job. Yeah. You know, you don't, because they're not going to displace these people. They're not going to, like, sprinkle them onto other stores that are doing well. Uh, They're going to just be like, well, we'll buy. (laughs) We don't need to run 150 stores anymore. Uh, That sucks. Hearts out to people that do that. But at the same time, now you don't have to work for GameStop. So that's That's kind of a plus. You don't have to worry about, like, super minimum wage and (laughs) and your hours being, like, four and a half. That's true. Spread about two days. Four and a half hours spread about two different days. Go work at Apple. Go work at the Genius Bar. Yeah. You do you. Yeah. Start a fucking business. Make a game. Make beat-em-ups. License (laughs) beat-em-ups. And get us support as as narrative Get us in on ground level because we we can be your hype men for that shit. We're about Okay? We're going to make it. My my ultimate goal is to do a Harry Potter beat-em-up. Oh, man. Hey, another thing, the it. free games for PlayStation Plus next next month, a big yeah. reveal for what the month of April. Uh, Drawn to Death is free. Oh, cool. So, I yeah, I remember they were like, we're not going to do free-to-play. We're going to charge for it, but it's going to be free. Mm-hmm. They're trying to do a Rocket League. They're trying to make that kind of a big thing. Yeah. And I, I they think could. 
Maybe they're that's that's exactly your strategy. They're just like fuck. Work for Rocket League. Maybe work for this because I don't know. Who knows if Rocket League would have been? It depends if half it's on the, the success it was. If it's on the level of Rocket League, like they're two different types of games. Like one's an arena. That's true. There, there, there's shooter. There's, one's a fucking weird sports game. Shitload of quality. Yeah. Beyond Rocket League, there's such a simple idea that there wasn't much to fuck up with that. No, know? I hear the playability is really high too. Like it's fun. It's easy to get your hands on. Rocket League or Dronada? Oh, Rocket League. Okay. Yeah, Dronada. That's a little. Well, you heard of Dronada. What do you heard? You told me about it. You said it was kind of weird. It's kind of weird. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Third person shooter. Everyone's a drawing. It's a weird style. Weird I style. I, I thought it was something else going into it. Yeah. Um, and then you explained to me what it was. And I was like, oh, okay. Not, not as. You thought it was like drawful? What's it? Describe drawful. What's drawful? You draw stuff. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Describe this to me. <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh, and the other one is um, Fuck Me Sideways. I guess it didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll look it up real quick. <laughs> yeah. We'll get some continuity on that just because that's yeah. important. We pride ourselves in being good reporters. I don't know. Uh, Drawful. Wait, were we looking up Drawful? <laughs> no, no, no. We're looking up the free games for April. So, Drawn oh, okay. to Death. Yep. What's the other one? Um, in where is it? Invisa, Invisible Ink? No, it's not that. Invisimals. That's for PS4. Yeah. Invisimals. Invi- that's I fucking said it. Invisimals is the fucking other. Invisimals, yeah. Okay, I don't know what that is. Um, I can't really get a description on it, but if you guys know, if you got if you want to write in at Save Room Show on Twitter. And let us know what Invisimals is. That'd be super handy for us, because we're not going to look it up. We're not going to do anything about this. Okay, so the game's coming to the Instant Game Collection. 10 Second Ninja X, PS4, PS Vita. Curses and Chaos. Uh, Drawn to Death, PS4. Lovers in a Dangerous Space. That's game. the one. That's okay. the one I was thinking of. PS4. Uh, Invisimals, The Lost Kingdom, PS3. And then Alien Rage for the PS3. Okay. I'm looking at it now. We both looked at it at the same time, and now we're... We're, we're super on the level, guys. We're trying to get on the level for you guys. Uh, Invisible's Lost Kingdom is coming to PS3, so uh, we won't even really get in on that. No. We're not going to fucking dust off those old those old dinosaurs, those old PS3s. What, what was the last time you turned your PS3 on? It wasn't that long ago, but it was definitely like sometime last summer. I know Morgan threw it on for like Jack and Daxter. Yes, okay. she, she was getting down on Jack and then Daxter. Um, I downloaded Mega Man Legends. Okay. And that's what I was playing. Fair. Yeah. Part two, I think. Oh, wow. Because I had the original forever, but part two I never played. Mm-hmm. Or I did play, but only, like, in a spurt. Fascinating. Yeah. Cool. I thought it would be. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? Are you done with your news? Totally. Dope. Um, so, little, I guess, flyby news here, because uh, I only wrote one thing. It's cool. Um, we had some... Cool. Continuity on our uh, YouTube controversy. People not conducting themselves well in gaming. What, what do you mean continuity? Like In like, terms of episodes, like, you know. Like, well, I'm not wearing the same shirt in the same shot, like when we were doing the episode? Is yeah. That, we're, yeah. Not, we're not filming this. No, no, no. It's, it's different. We're wearing different shirts than we were <laughs> five minutes ago. Can, can't you just be like, Back to the Future, To Be Continued? So yeah. we're doing a To Be Continued. Of our last piece on this. Of our YouTubers saying the wackiest shit. The, the YouTube wacky noo-noo. Right. Blah, 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 blah. So which which uh, which YouTube yodeler is it this year? John Tron. This, this day. Mr. John Jafari. Jonathan Tron? Jonathan. <laughs> from the, the Jonathan Tronathan. And what did the old J-Tron say? Well. That, that's got him landed in that hot water. He said some pretty pretty bad things about immigration and racism. 
on Twitter and YouTube. He said bad things about racism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, one of it kind of, kind of included the idea that Mexican immigrants are attempting to claim parts of America that they're trying to take our land. Our land. Our land. Okay. Very nationalistic ideas. Very racist. And uh, he actually supports putting up the wall. He wants the wall. He wants the wall. Okay. I, I remember him also saying something about uh, he doesn't think it's good to have immigrants from incompatible places come into our country. Yep. That was the uh, that was the term right there. That's a, that's a stiff one. <laughs> that is a stiff one. That's a stiff one to take. Uh, so he's been getting a lot of... Uh... Incompatible. <laughs> like what? Is what he means to say of other human beings. <laughs> gotcha. Tell us, Mr. Jonathan Tron, what do you mean by that? So... Yeah, this is a weird one. He's been getting some flack about it, and this was maybe like uh, a month after the thing with PewDiePie, too. It was. It was. And there has been kind of a response where, like, uh, (laughs) one YouTuber, I think his name Boogie. Okay. Boogie said some words where it's just like, I may not agree with the guy, but he totally has a right to say it, was kind of the gist. But he said it in his own really strange way, so people are just like, so you think there's people from incompatible places, too, is how it kind of... You're drinking that Kool-Aid, kind of went, went that way. Uh, it, it, it got a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, it's like, sure, man, it, you're totally within your right to say something racist, uh, but... We're totally within our right to think you're fucking asshole, and it's true. Think that your content sucks now. I think he owned That's it. A li- he owned it a little more than uh. Or just that he sucks, it. and I don't want to watch his content. Yeah, I don't really anymore. Sense. Yeah, he's part of uh, Game Grumps, right? So what he owned it? Yeah, he used to be. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he was a founding member. So what he owned it? What did he own? Oh, um, in terms of he like, owned up. He he, he owned up okay. to it more than like PewDiePie did in terms of like being called out on it. Oh, PewDiePie was just like oh well. Fuck newspapers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck Wall Street. Fuck the written word. Fuck, uh, I'm the future. My haircut's the future. I'm a billionaire. I'm yeah. fucking, I'm 22 and I'm a billionaire. <laughs> fuck all of you. Is was, I mean, you know, and he has fuck you money. He does. He's got sure. a lot of fuck you money. For sure. But at the same time, fuck PewDiePie. Yeah. His shit sucks. And it's, it's really not for me. And he's got, he's got a, just a fervent following. We're never going to make it on YouTube saying that now. Like, Forever and Fallen. Or fuck PewDiePie. No, fuck PewDiePie. It's not going to get this <laughs> Dude, Like That's not the sort of... Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, like, we, we put out video content. We're not going to be like those over-the-top YouTubers. We're like, link, subscribe, fucking attach to your body, yelling at people like every... Attach to your body? Attach like yelling over the Interesting. Like, we're not like that. You know? I, I just wanted to see what your mission plan was. <laughs> <For> <laughs> Apparently YouTube. we're not going to attach things to people's bodies. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the wrong way to go about it. I think we need well, to totally you know, start attaching things to people. This is where the divide happens between like, us. This is like, we, we mark them. You are all <laughs> You're a fan like subscribe. <laughs> so what, what's your take on this Jonathan Tronathan situation here? I think it sucks. I think he sucks. And I think like <laughs> it's time where like we should be really watching what we're saying. Like why? Okay. You're, you're allowed yeah. freedom of speech in the country, obviously. And like hate speech is, it can be protected too in some, in some regards. And he can say whatever he wants, but it's like, you know, you have an ardent following People of all ages, just try and set a good example. And if you want to set that sort of example, don't do it on YouTube. Do it at a KKK meeting, you know? Do it somewhere oh where I don't know it's you. Chantron's fucking <laughs> YouTube generation KKK meeting. That's, right? I can't even fucking imagine. Dude, they're all fucking into, like, dosing and... Just grossed out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. They think it's, like, they're, they're totally vigilantes in their, in their own right. Okay. Well, good for him. I mean, I don't know. He's not my cup of tea anyway. This but. goes into a bigger conversation because we were talking about this. It's like a lot of these guys don't have like... Uh, PR people. Yeah, PR people at all to kind of be a safety net for their bad, terrible thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's, it, it just seems like now more than ever because, you know, our boy Colin M., uh, former kind of funny, 
bro, rest in co-founder, peace. rest in peace. Uh, he got into some hot water as well, but in that situation, yeah, he totally said a shitty thing on exactly the wrong day to say it. Yeah. And he has turned into like, well, I'm taking a stance against the perpetually offended. That's who's attacking me. Mm. No, man, you just really did say a shitty thing and you're not owning up to it and you're actually going, you're back, you're backing into a different corner where you're becoming like a pugilist over mm. it. And it's like, he still defends it. He's like, it he still fu- defends it. He's like, it was yeah, a yeah, fucking yeah. joke. Like, and anybody who got offended with it, like, they're just, you know, it's too sensitive. And again, it, it was totally like, dude, it was the day you said it. Like, yeah, it's sure. Fine. It, it's fine that it's like a, a dad joke. But it's right, like right. you said, the day you said it. Oh, yeah. I think it's totally fucking just a tame, stupid joke that's just like, probably in poor taste, mm-hmm. especially for like the position that he kind of holds. And that's kind of like what's going across these people. It's like they're becoming YouTube famous and they kind of don't have people looking out for them. It's different in Colin's situation because that's totally, they had a team of people. And they had a team of people that don't agree with what he fucking said, and a lot of people are like, "Oh, fucking Greg Miller and the rest of the room under the bus." And it's like it's not really like that. They they they're allowed to not agree with something that they feel makes them look bad because this dude is definitely representative of their company. That's true, and it doesn't represent the sort of community that they hold their standards. Which to. we like saw happen with PewDiePie when fucking uh, his whatever you call it dropped him when Disney dropped him and, and canceled the show. Mm-hmm. It's the same deal where it's like, dude, yeah, you can say whatever the fuck you want, but there's consequences and we can't really be associated with that shit. And I think in the same way as a viewer, it's like, okay, well, cool. You used to be cool. I don't agree with your viewpoint. And I I had to listen to it, (laughs) you know, because everyone, that's everyone's thing right there is that they tell you like, well, you need to fucking just stand there and take it because it's my right to say it. And you're not listening to what I'm trying to say. And it's like, dude, you're trying to say that people are fucking incompatible because you don't like their pigmentation or where they're from is what you're trying to say. Like I've li- I don't I I totally have the right not to listen to your fucking shitty argument. Exactly. Like that that's where we're at with that. Like that they're not kind of getting that. It's like I'm gonna make another I'm gonna make a follow up video. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So going hard up on it. Sorry, kids. About yeah. If you're a big fan of his, you're lost. Yeah. For um. Sure. So he hit the controversy with that, and he was actually doing voice work for um, Platonic Games Ukulele. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to be a voice actor in that, and they actually pulled him from it. Yoinked him out. Yoinked him out of it. Uh, a little quote here from uh, Game Industry Biz. Uh, they said, John yeah. Tron is a talented video presenter who we were initially two years ago happy to include as a voice contributor in our game. However, in the light of his recent personal viewpoints, we have made the decision to remove John Tron's inclusion in the game via a forthcoming content update. We would like to make absolutely clear that we do not endorse or support John Tron's personal viewpoints and that as an external fan contributor, he does not represent Platonic in any capacity. Platonic is a studio that celebrates diversity in all forms and strives to make games that everyone can enjoy. As such, we deeply regret any implied association that can make players feel anything but 100% comfortable in our game worlds or distract from the incredible goodwill and love shown by our fans and Kickstarter backers. So they pulled him from it. Yeah, and I think that would bring up uh, the same argument where it's like, is it okay? Fuck, this happened at one of the tech companies too where somebody was totally like, you know, right wing and Mm -hmm. he was definitely supporting like Trump's campaign with with his money. Yeah. And people were like in the company were like, this fucking sucks. It was was Oculus or one of them that that was happening. Okay. And it's like, can you condemn a dude for his fucking political beliefs as like an employee? Mm -hmm. It's totally different JonTron because it's just like, you're a YouTuber we're going to hire you for this job. Yeah, we can... Even if we record your shit, we totally have the right not to use your stuff. And they're just happening to... Ex- they wanted to explain to people mm. why. And also take a political stance in their own right. And I yeah. think that's fucking fair. I think the way they handled it was noble. Yeah, it's totally fair. But yeah, I could see why that would be like this ethical thing where it's like if you view Jontron as an employee of Platonic because of his work that he's mm. doing for their game, 
then is it right for them to drop him over his political viewpoints, which will not be represented in the game? It's just that he, as a person, represents it. Yeah. It's like where where's that line right there? You know, like should his, should opportunities be shut up? And I I feel like well yeah, if you are a fucking racist, that yeah. will not be tolerated. Exactly, and especially you know? if you're a studio that prides themselves on having a diverse you know staff or right. diverse ideas, then you don't want somebody like that aboard. But I can see that, that being the argument where people yeah. try to make that, where it's like well that's not fair, that's his personal shit. That doesn't matter with the game. You know, I, I saw one dude go on this fucking diatribe about how they should, like, offer DLC with his fucking voice work in it. What? And maybe offer, no. yeah, offer backers of ukulele some sort of, like, refunds and shit. It's like, what? <laughs> Are you Who kidding me? buying ukulele just for JonTron? Exactly. Nobody. Like, <laughs> what? Nobody. Are you fucking kidding me? Well, Okay. <laughs> So, yeah. That's like buying 2077 read-only memories for Jim Sterling's voice acting. Like, you know, you're buying it for the game. Like, <laughs> Weird reason to support it. I'm glad it brought you there. Yeah, but, but that's... Like, no. Yeah, so who, who gives enough of a fuck that JonTron was treated like this? This is a consequence for him saying shitty things. Yeah. That should happen, I think. I think so. I think he's deserved to be called out on it. And, yeah, not you know. that anybody listens to us, but if we said something shitty and they're like, that's enough for me yeah. not to want to listen to you. That's fair. You guys think that... We should have checked Zelda ourselves. Zelda 7 out of 10. Fuck you. You're terrible people. I don't want I never said something. We always... Yeah, I remember you saying something like that. I I, it was... L- listen. It was more or less that came to that. Neither here nor there. Okay. I mean, it was there, because you definitely said that. Um... <laughs> Did you, did you have any other... One more thing for you. I'm going to take in a light okay. here, Kevin. Bioware reveals it acts plans to make Mass Effect a draw metal play like No Man's Sky. You hear about this? Hear words about this? So I think that's like a headline that's <laughs> like basically... Maybe you shouldn't say things like that. Yeah. Maybe you should try to associate people's minds with a game that they like a lot. That's true. Instead of No Man's Sky. I just want to say that. Well, here's what they said. Okay. During an interview with Finder.com, Fabrici Condominus... Spelled like condominus. Nailed um, it. Real, <laughs> Bioware was looking to Hello Games skyfaring adventure No Man's Sky for direction. Bioware was so taken with No Man's Sky's ambition that the studio spent up to a year exploring the idea of making the non-story planet scattered throughout Mass Effect Andromeda procedurally generated and playable areas. However, Bioware eventually determined it couldn't maintain the bar of quality it wanted by taking this approach, and the feature was quickly scrapped. Quote, Yes, obviously we're looking at what else is happening in the industry overall. In the specific case of No Man's Sky, at the time it was released, we were already deep in development, but we noticed that it was very focused on procedural worlds, and we tried that, actually, over that year. Our conclusion at the time was that it wasn't for us in the sense that it wasn't for the type of game we were doing. Because all the content we build, we try and make to a high quality. But then we try, but when we tried procedurally generated content, we never reached the level of quality we wanted. At the same time, for the industry as a whole, we were fairly excited that people were trying it. I hope Hell Games guys land back on their feet as they took a lot of risk and had been criticized a lot. But I think there's something fundamentally interesting about No Man's Sky that can help the industry move forward. Again, even if it's not quite us for us yet, it is still interesting. I think the biggest thing it showed us uh, as an industry is that for gamers, the importance they place on the narrative and the quality of writing has raised significantly, which is great news for Bioware as we push for that quality. We're storytellers because we love stories. So the more the industry goes in that direction, the happier we are, even just as players. When asked about procedural generation being able to fly to the uh, hundreds of plants that you can see, Condominus also said this, uh, quote, that idea certainly crossed our minds, and yes, we tried those things, but then we won't want quality over quantity again. The game is already so huge, so I think people will feel lost on th- won't feel lost on things to do. One twist of the interview is specifically that while Bioware ditched the idea of world based procedural generation, they have been aggressively criticized for its procedural generations in dialogue and often dull animations from reviewers to the noisemakers in Gamergame. Mass Effect Andromeda released to Rule of Quorum res- uh, reception last week and currently holds a Metacritic review of 73. 73. Boom. 
So that's interesting. Um, I figured with their quality approach, yeah, procedural generation wouldn't work for them. Because with No Man's Sky, you had so many vacuum pocket worlds where it's like it was the same thing over and over and like it was boring really fast for you, right? Oh my god, so yeah. boring so fast. That was the fastest thing it did. Everything else was slow. Yeah. Um, I do respect what this dude is saying about it because like obviously there was something there that excited people about No Man's Sky. Yeah. Leading up to it, you know? And it, there was no way it could have that's an exciting prospect to be able to go to so many exactly. different hundreds of thousand worlds. Like, holy shit. We wanted yeah. it to deliver, but there's no way that such a small team with such a big idea was going to fucking home run it. Yeah. You know, there's no way. And, like, especially what they were showing, it's just like, there's not much to see here. You guys are kind of filling in the blanks in your head. That was, like, the hugest problem with that game. Yeah. It's like, no, you, you gassed it up to something way bigger than what it was. And then Sony didn't certainly did not help that no, by not fucking at all. blowing it up like that and fucking like a triple A game, even though it was really just an indie game. Beating our bush every <laughs> E3 and every game award and every bullshit to fucking kind of hype that game up way past it. It didn't need those kind of optics on it. That's it, true. It, it, it if hurt it, it so. If bad. anybody could have pulled it off, like maybe Bioware in their prime when they're doing like Mass Effect two or three, if they want to do a huge procedurally generated thing like that, it could have worked out for them. Maybe, but a smaller studio. Eh. I, I don't I don't know if like half of me wanted that for Mass Effect mm-hmm. and obviously I guess we're we're gonna just segue into I've been playing Mass Effect Andromeda yes and I've got thoughts and feelings about it okay and procedural generation like I can kind of see it working in some instances on like how you because they do like big sandbox planets yeah when you finally do get free reign to do whatever the fuck you want you can go from planet to planet like that and you could see like yeah because you know some of the fights and shit it's the same shit every time it would be cool to have that shaken up a little bit but I, I don't know about like trying to do whole worlds I could see them you're a little too much because like they have to struggle with like the narrative system and that framework and how your choices change different things depending on what you say mm-hmm. although I haven't really encountered too many heavy choices okay whereas like the, the trilogy would have like within fucking 25 minutes you're like okay uh, is this person going to die <laughs> or is this person going to die yeah choose they really pushed it yeah this one I'm not really I'm not feeling any kind of i think they moreover exercised uh and emphasized uh exploration in this one over choices and how things are going to play out sort of and and somebody uh else made this comment it's not original to me but they said that uh, not only does it harken back to the spirit of mass effect one Mm -hmm. it carries all of its problems with it okay and pretty true you know some of these worlds it's like it's not that interesting to do they don't have good gameplay loops to okay. kind of keep you invested in that same Far Cry Horizon sense. Okay. You know, and I don't just mean like, oh, go activate a tower, even though I would love a little more focus in that from that fucking game yeah. than just like there's six of these things scattered in the environment. Run around until you find them. Like, I hate those. Mm-hmm. They've been dropping those kind of quests on me like crazy. Damn. Where it's like, hey, go to, go to A. I went to A. They want me to go to B. Okay, I'm <laughs> going to B. Oh, go to A again because there's a thing that you unlock because you went to B. And it's like, fuck. Uh, is there something better? <laughs> there, there has to be something better. Something else we can be doing. Um, as far as the one thing I want to say about No Man's Sky, it's like, yeah, there was something special there. Mm-hmm. And I think it did try to push a certain envelope that maybe they weren't ready for. Or okay. maybe that kind of engrossing gameplay wasn't going to follow. Yeah. Like, it, it wasn't going to follow this very experimental game. It wasn't going to be like, okay, cool. Well, you're always going to fight, like, fucking Dragon Beast and go through this cool core combat. It was like, no, nah, man, it's going to fucking make foot monsters. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a defunct spore. And, you know, there's, there's fucking outposts to check out. And it's pretty much going to be the same thing every goddamn planet. But 
maybe it'll be green, maybe it'll be purple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's... Uh. Damn. But Mass Effect, Mass Effect, fucking Mass Effect. How do you feel about them, like, doing procedural generations for dialogue and animations? That would be so, so, so hard to, to kind of maintain that framework, I yeah. think. You know? Because, like, you're kind of on a grid. Like, look at Telltale, look at previous like dragon mm. age and shit like that like there's still like a through line to what you're doing yeah it's never gonna be like super random where it's just like oh fuck i i'm the bad guy now mm. like you know i don't know how that's gonna work um it's an interesting idea i don't see it happening smoothly mm. no i don't mean in terms of uh, how <laughs> yeah. the game plays out i mean in terms of like animations and dialogue because that's how they handled it oh uh, okay that's a little different yeah, yeah. um yeah because remember the naughty dog guy the Naughty Dog animator explained like mm-hmm. how it worked. It like it prioritizes like the big league characters and some of like certain scenes as opposed to just walking up to an NPC and the NPCs look the worst, like dead eyed and just the horrible. Worst. There's this like this pilot chick, this Irish pilot woman mm-hmm. named Suvi, and she has the deadest animations. And her red hair makes her look like a fucking like you know one of those and dolls. Oh no! And so it's just so creepy. And I think you could romance her. Um, okay. And I don't know if I want to go down that path yeah. <laughs> with this woman. bring some color back to her eyes. No, yeah, <laughs> they got to make her looking a little less, a uh, little less funeral home and a little more like home. Okay. Fuck. Yeah, uh, there's definitely animation problems. They're mm. not as glaring as people make out to be, but yeah, it's it's, it's, bad. it's decently bad. Yeah, okay. you can definitely say like that's bad. Like my writer looks like horseshit. <laughs> <laughs> like he sucks. Yeah, the, the character creators really really shallow too i couldn't even change the fucking size of my dude's head really like he just had the same coconut shape throughout like i couldn't fix that who was the main design and lead behind that was that michael gamble or was that mike gamble was i didn't know if it was mike gamble he he did a lot of the promotional stuff for it he basically was talking about the character creator and he's like yeah this in this mass effect you can make your players look horrifying they're gonna be the worst looking characters yet he was like talking that feature up right yeah how it wasn't gonna look good and like why why are you talking that up because <laughs> it's not very good. No. Parts of this game feel very rushed. You know, uh, a lot of it's, like, very patchworky. you know? And what has happened is that they, in order to maintain whatever they thought was this, the, the framework or, or, I guess, the feeling of Mass Effect, okay. it just feels very antiquated. Hmm. Like, down to the controls, down to how you interact in the environment, down to just little dialogue shit where it's just like, this is your solution? <laughs> you know, like, I think it was ham... It sucks, again, this is my problem. You, I went from Horizon to this, and Horizon does a lot of these things so good. The, yeah. an, the, the animations are game. pretty fucking good. Mm-hmm. The dialogue options aren't too... I mean, they're sort of verbose, but only if you really want it to be, mm-hmm. and you kind of know, like, oh, I'm just kind of getting more intel from this situation. Yeah. You don't have to get it if you don't want to. Mass Effect, I ran into this one problem where this guy had a quest marker over his head down in the open world. I think I was in Eos. Mm-hmm. And I went up to talk to him, and a fucking cutscene activated because it was the first time we met. Okay. And so I'm going through this cutscene, and then like there's dialogue options in the cutscene, and he tells you this and that. And everyone in Andromeda apparently just fucking is an exposition machine. They fucking <laughs> tell you who they are. They're just like, "Hey, I'm afraid of bed bugs because I saw my mom get bit to death." And you're like, okay, that was a weird example. <laughs> Nobody has a southern. <laughs> <laughs> they might just haven't found them yet. But no, they straight up tell you everything. Where it's just like, "I'm a." Laid back kind of guy when I need to be, but sometimes I'm not afraid to get my hand dirty. I'm, I'm Glenn. Like, <laughs> I'm what Glenn. the fuck? 
uh, yeah, okay, cool. I was going to ask about the Canari. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like and so I talked to this guy. I went through this whole options, and then I back out. I'm just like, oh, he didn't give me a mission or anything. He just kind of – this is kind of extended sequence for nothing. Yeah. And then when I went back to him, it's like, oh, it opened up this more traditional dialogue option pathway. Okay. And I'm just like, that's not smooth. That feels like two different people worked on this. Like, nobody was just like, maybe you should only have to talk to him the one time. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of little things like that all over the place that make it feel weird. Like the platforming. Okay. You have this jetpack maneuver now, so you can, but it's now that you can jetpack everywhere and sideswipe, mm-hmm. which makes, oh, it's better for combat, da da da, da. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of cool, whatever. Sure. Uh, now you, we're going to make every fucking part of this level, well, you got a platform. Because there's like these, there's these big vaults that you okay. have to solve. They're, they're the the dungeons of each world, essentially. Interesting. Okay. And they're supposed to terraform the world. Spoiler, yeah. by the way. And you have to. It makes you platform inside and out of that thing, and it just feels so gummy and it's weird. Hard. It's 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 not as bad as Final Fantasy 15, but oh. it's like it reminds me of it. It's in that area of just like. Dude, you didn't quite get the jump done. <laughs> yeah. It's not quite there. If you can't get the jump done, you can't do platforming. And like then he, he can, like, you can mantle on, like, ledges. But, okay. like, the area of success is so weird for that. Like, I went too high. <laughs> like, he's not going to touch it. Like, I obviously went past it. Mm-hmm. You have to literally jump up to that exact level and, like, oh, grab. here we go. Is there a quick time up. thing? No. Okay. No, it just does it by itself. But... Sometimes it just won't. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes you'll be like, dude, I'm like, you could just do an auto mantle. Like, I'm, I'm fucking a foot away from it. It's like, no, 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 no. Get it right. <laughs> it just feels so weird. Well, there was another thing too that was just like, I'm not feeling this. They fixed the Mako. It's not the Mako. It's the Nomad now. Okay. It feels uh, somebody called it uh, kind of like Arkham Knights Batmobile. Interesting. You don't have a point of reference for that. I know. No, but you've mentioned how it helped. How it plays and how handles pretty it good is, yeah. when it's not in tank mode. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, I wouldn't say it's as good as that because mm-hmm. they especially put you into more kind of geological situations okay. where, where you're, it's harder to maneuver. Yeah, you're trying to maneuver around fucking just craggly rocks and shit, and you kind of get jammed up. Damn. And some of the pathways are like, just I don't like have tread for this. Yeah, I'm on this ice planet. They're just like, yeah, you want to progress? Cool. You're gonna have to go through down these really narrow corridors, mm. and I'm just like, I don't feel good. Like, about it's this. not. I'm hitting absolutely everything. <laughs> But yeah, again, like I said, little weird things. Mm-hmm. So there's enemies in the environment, and you can run them over, you know, because they just show up sometimes. They, okay. sh- they show up around little, little, their little headquarters or little bandit camps or whatnot, and you're fighting against like putty-looking rock monster things. Okay, those are the common enemy type. Krell or the Kel or the Keth? Okay. I forget. There's yeah. something. The Keth sounds good. The whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got these uh, little machine thingies called the Remnant. Okay, and they're not like. Some of them have legs and run at you, but most of them are just floating fucking uh, Matrix Sentinels, <laughs> is essentially what I've run into. And when you run them down, they don't, like, die immediately. There's no... That force feedback isn't there. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel good at all. To kill them. And it's like... I've heard this game was passed around between a bunch of teams. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, obviously, maybe that wasn't something that they were thinking about like oh fuck do we does it feel good to run someone over in the game because it is kind of open world and we do have a lot of enemies in the open world and somebody's just like nah just fucking put the normal collision effects yeah where it doesn't like it only hurts them a little bit <laughs> it's it's just weird it's like fuck you want it to feel a certain way and it, and it doesn't doesn't it doesn't have that crunch. especially in combat doesn't feel doesn't quite have that right. crunch or that 
doesn't have that crunch, doesn't have that snappiness, just doesn't feel that good. And plus, yeah. it has this weird... There have been so many games that have come out since Mass Effect 3 that have done cover so well. Right. And this game does not. The Last of Us. It does an auto-cover thing. Okay. So, like, when you walk up to, like, a, whatever, a, a little ledger yeah. or whatnot, you automatically, like, hug against it. But it feels so fucking weird. That's weird. And you have to orientate which way you're, the player is facing or mm-hmm. aiming with the right stick, you know, clicking down on it. Okay. Because sometimes you'll go into cover on the edge of it, and, like, you want to duck up, but it's like, oh, I'm pointed right. So, my and their enemies are to the left, so I got to think about that and press that. Like, that's not snappy. That's not fucking moment that's to moment. It feels weird. It's weird. It's weird. Mm-hmm. The combat's not great. The Division did cover systems really well. You know what it feels like? Hmm. Oh, the Division did cover systems great. Yeah. Beautifully. That That's the mold. It should do that. I'm sorry. Yeah. If something's good, steal it, man. Really, though? That That's how I've lived my and life. they weren't the first ones to do it either, so. Yeah. No, not at all. Yeah. Other Others have fucked with that, too. No, so. What do you like about it? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what do I like about it? I... I'm half and half about the sandbox world. Okay. Because sometimes it's just like, I'm doing the same shit on it. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, there's six fucking beacons I gotta go on Earth. Oh, I gotta go scan this. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it, like, you'll have a, a genuinely surprising mission where I didn't know. They're like, hey, go check out this uh, the fucking water pump. The water pumps aren't working right. We need to go fucking get you out there, Pathfinder. Okay. Even though you're supposed to find habitable worlds. Yeah, you are the Pathfinder. You're our little bitch boy, and we're going to make you <laughs> go fucking do this. And, like, you know. Why does that always happen? You only have two options, really. You can be sarcastic about it, mm. or you can just be like, all right, that sounds good. I'll do that for you. You know, we're all in this together. Uh, they should have just kept renegading. And everyone. then, like, a, a giant metal fucking sandworm came out and fought me, and that was actually one of the genuinely more interesting, like, mm. fights that I've had. Because like, it felt like Mass Effect. Yeah, yeah, it did. It was a callback. It was okay. definitely a callback to like what two and three did. So I was just like, all right, you have that littered about, but then like in between, it's bad platforming and kind of mm. kind of sucky dungeons that are the layouts are confusing and they have a bunch. It's weird of, that they have dungeons though. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like a it's a step in the right path to mm-hmm. give us interesting things to do on the planets, but it does it does have that weird procedural generation feel to it. Where okay. it's just like. This is a big empty plane, and here's an outpost, and there's an outpost. And it, you know, like I was saying, like it reminds me of No Man's Sky yeah. in a weird way. So maybe they did keep with some of those ideas. I think they did. <laughs> they just like try not to fully own it. Like I know it's all scripted, and I know it's all coded, mm-hmm. and it's solid, you know. But it's like it has this weird kind of. <laughs> like they dialed the generation down to a two. Exactly. <laughs> like it has it just feels like they started with an empty Minecraft map mm-hmm. and just filled it in like differently each time and didn't really think like let's make it this really unique or have a really interesting mission here. Or even thinking, oh, they're gonna have to go there eventually. It's like no, I gotta go navigate this big old fucking monolith, same as the last one, that has mm-hmm. these little gravity gravity elevators that I gotta ride like sixteen of. Oh and dude, the worst thing when you're going between planets most of the galaxies are fucking empty. Yeah. Every planet I've scanned, nothing. Nothing but a little bio to read. It's like they forgot the code with, like, resources and shit on it. And there would be, like, one or two planets. Actually, you know what will happen? There would be just a random, like, asteroid mm-hmm. that has some beryllium on it. And then there would be one planet that you can go to. <laughs> That's, and I'm just like, what the fuck? And, and in between each planet, if you want to go like fly up to it, you have to watch this fucking prolonged. Yeah, it was like a two minute cutscene of like flying through space. And I'm like, dude, at least No Man's Sky like lets you do that. Yeah. You had the fun of driving the ship. <laughs> this game's like, sit back, enjoy stars. 
<laughs> it's so I don't know. It just it has this feeling where it needed to bake more. Mm-hmm. It needed to bake for another year, and it needed to have less hands on it. Uh-huh. I know they were trying to like really bang this one out, but they should honestly have just not said anything about it mm-hmm. until like a good year and a half out to like this is real or this feels like something, you know. I, I don't know. Just the fact that, you know, EA is working with them on it, mm. I'm sure they're just like, get it the fuck out the door. Wasn't this like their B studio, too? It wasn't like their main one? That's it. Yeah, it was uh, Edmonton. Edmonton? Did this one. Okay. So, it, yeah, different studio. But so like a studio should be able to put out quality work regardless. You know, it doesn't matter if it's your B studio or your A studio. Yeah, I feel, give it enough time and give them like the uh, good direction, a good vision for it. Yeah, you're going to bang it out. You know, it's, it's going to happen. But yeah, development... I, I won't pretend to say that, oh, yeah, it's easy, it should work out as mm-hmm. long as you have time and money. But, you know, yeah, there's a special sauce to certain studios. Yeah. There's a special there, – there's something to be said to maintaining the same talent and direction throughout. And, you the know, Because I've heard – yeah, I've heard that, like, you know, writers dropped out of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few leads left. I think Casey Hudson left. Oh, wow. You know? Uh, like, From the original two and three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From the original trilogy. Yeah. Uh, so – I think there's something to be said there where it's like that uh-huh. management turnover, like it affects your it affects your project, especially if this is a studio that didn't work on fucking Mass Effect before. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe a few people did. Well, I think they said yeah, a few few of uh, the leads did, yeah. but like a lot of but them not yeah. enough to carry the full spirit of it. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, hmm. I don't know. I don't want to condemn studios not being because I think no. again, I think three four three knocked it out of the park when they took over Halo from yeah. Bungie. A lot of people are kind of weird about it, but I think Halo Four is fucking great. I do. Um, the Coalition did a pretty bang-up job on Gears of War 4, as much as I think it's just more of the same. Mm-hmm. They still made a very competent fucking game. It played and, well. Yeah, I think that this was supposed to be the similar situation, but there's another thing that we're not thinking about, which is that this year in particular, this little first quarter, mm-hmm. has been very unusual. It's been very good and strong. Be- exactly why it's unusual, because mm-hmm. we've gotten home run after home run, and when fucking Bioware went up to the bat... And, you know, had just two strikes but still hit the ball. Yeah. Wasn't a fucking amazing, like, you know, in one. That's a golf term, but sure, I don't know. You know I mean, look, ball. Who, look what we have from returning franchises. We have, like, uh, Resident mm-hmm. Evil 7 from Capcom. Killed it. Knocks out of the park. Killed we had Legend of Zelda, you know, from Nintendo. That was awesome. Kill, um, killed and some it. Some of the new minds. ones, even, too, like, Neo, Nier. Like, those are setting people's expectations really high for, like, mm-hmm. what open-world action mm-hmm. games could even be. And then for... Horizon. Horizon, well. even, yes. Fucking Horizon. Absolutely for, for fucking killing it. Yep, 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 yep. So to have the to stand among some of these giants, these kind yep. of surprise giants, because a lot of people are just like, oh, Resident Evil's going to suck. Mm-hmm. It doesn't? No. <laughs> you know? It's good. Yeah, and like, oh, well, Nier 1 wasn't anything to write home about. Mm-hmm. Nier uh, uh, Automata, apparently, is yeah. one of the best fucking video games ever made. A lot of people are just blown away well. by what that game accomplishes. Uh, especially its commentary and depression. Wow. Fucking hell, right? And then you got Mass Effect that's just like, uh, these porcelain dolls want to kiss. <laughs> that's <laughs> all smooch. you came here for, right? And I, yeah, I have that same, again, another bad No Man's Sky feeling. Mm-hmm. I hate to compare it just because it's the only close proximity space game. Yeah, in the past like six months. But this comparison, it, it fucking lands because I'm just like, okay, so Andromeda, I'm the Pathfinder. I'm looking for a brand new world in a galaxy that's uncharted by humanity and a lot of the, the species that I'm traveling with on our arcs. Mm-hmm. And yet I'm arriving on planets that already have indigenous life, intelligent life, outpost galore. Yeah, right? Just, just the whole virtue of the, the ancient technology that is terraforming the world and not knowing what species that is. It's just like... 
I don't feel like I'm uncharting uncharted worlds. You're just visiting at that point. I'm just visiting. It's yeah. just like No Man's Sky, where it's like, no one's ever set foot here. Uh, except for all these fucking aliens. <laughs> and they're out and they're fucking weird plinths that unlock cryptic messages. God, they're the same game, aren't they? <laughs> really bad. Except one has romance simulator. Sean Murray, you in there? Sean, Sean Murray, did you fucking get picked up? Takes off his Garrus hat. He's like, he's been in Canada. That's what happened. <laughs> That's why he, he hasn't been on Twitter. He fucking ran up to Canada to, wow. to go gold with Mass Effect. I, I, I'm, I'm still, like, I would say I'm a good fucking seven hours in, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. I'm, like, on the third planet that you can visit. And they are very discreet from each other, which is cool. Uh, they just have that kind of sameness when it comes to mission tasks, like okay. I was talking about. But there's still something there. Like, it's not a bad game, is mm-hmm. what you're going to hear from absolutely everybody that's going to play it. It's not a bad game. It's just not what I wanted from a Mass Effect game in 2017. If you took the title away from it, right. would it land at all? If it was a new IP, no, it was just no, called the Andromeda Initiative. No, no, it's still very much uh, tripped up by its fucking flaws, okay. for sure. Like, so it, its flaws matter. are still there. Yeah, okay. it, it, the combat, kind of weird, kind of gummy. Platforming. It was a bold addition. Mm-hmm. Didn't quite land that shit. Uh, the characters aren't really hitting home for me as well. Uh, some of them are kind of interesting, but again, like it, the writing is just—I wouldn't say it's extremely poor. Like a lot of people are making a big fucking deal about how bad the writing is. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's horrible, but I—it's not on par with what. No, because I started playing Fallout Four the fuck out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And That's how I know you weren't really feeling and this know, game because you don't like Fallout too much. <laughs> well, I got a weird, weird hankering for it because I've been watching Monster Factory. Okay, and so they were playing Fallout. I'm like, fuck yeah, maybe I should play it, you know. And I've, I've I've found a way to start having fun, just like really focusing on like certain tasks. But some of the writing in that game, I'm just like, no, it's it's pretty succinct. You hit mm-hmm. it home. Like it's not terrible. I know people had an issue with the greater storyline as a whole, mm-hmm. but just the individual moments of character work are pretty good in Fallout. Yeah, they're not bad. Like pretty good. Like, I wasn't, I was like, hmm. Because, like, being able to compare both, I'm just like, yeah. Nobody's just, like, outright explaining themselves. Sometimes their character just comes out. Mm-hmm. Or you're just like, what the fuck do you want? <laughs> you're like, well, this well, guy's... Each person you approach in that game actually has yeah. personality, where it's like, I feel like that's not the case with what you're describing. Right, like, the, Mass the, Effect. you're like, this dude's pensive. And, like, yeah. rather than going, like, you know, you know I'm pretty pensive, <laughs> Shepard, <laughs> or Pathfinder, sorry. Yeah, you sorry. can see it in the way he's acting, because they put more time into the emoting and all of it. Yeah, so none of the characters are standing out for me, unfortunately. That sucks because in any Mass Effect game, like the characters make a case for themselves in the first hour. First and foremost, yeah. for sure. And I tweeted out something on uh, the at Save Room show on that's Twitter. Us. That's us. Yeah. That if a game doesn't make a case for itself within the first two hours, okay. then it's probably not in the next 30. And I, I feel like that, that just rings true in this game as well. Mm-hmm. Where I think in the first... In a way... In a way, because I'm seeing a lot of what it has to offer. I'm just like, okay, I can get through this, and it's palatable, mm-hmm. but it's not fucking amazing. Okay. It's not it's not hitting home, and it's not... Because they say the hardest thing about sequels, and this goes for any piece of media, is that a sequel has to be both different and the same. Mm-hmm. And it's such a oxy-fucking-moron, you know? But creators find that through line. Yeah, they it, figure it out. Where it's like, okay, I get what you're saying. You know, it's like, you love this component, we're going to fucking do this with it, here we go. Mm-hmm. We're going to bang it out of the park this way, you know? And I think Mass Effect probably needed, 
probably really needed to be very different mm -hmm. in a lot of regards, especially to how you interact with the universe, rather than trying to make those callbacks or even outright steal some of the mechanics. Because again, those mechanics are antiquated. We're talking about a trilogy that came out on 360 and PS3. Yeah. You Last know? game came out in, like, what, 2012? Yeah. So it's been some time. Yeah, 2011, I think it was, right? No, it was 2012. 2012 in, like, March. Yeah. So around this, around this period, for sure. Wow. So you, for having been five years apart, you wanted to see like just kind of a vast improvement over it, or something, yeah. You know, you you kind of wanted to like, hey, you had the time. Why why wasn't this more of a fucking hit? You know, uh, people love the shit out of Dragon Age, you know, and that one is obviously the golden child mm -hmm. of that trilogy, you know. And part four of this came out, and it was kind of like people were like, eh, maybe you should have let it lie for a little while. Yeah, you know, let it lie some more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, it's like, I feel like you could at least give it a pass if the combat was good or if the, the stories were interesting or if at least the space exploration was better than like the first one, but it's just not. like I feel like it's hitting the lowest caliber of each of the worst parts of all the games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in a way. I, again, I wouldn't necessarily say any single part of this game is bad. You know, it's yeah. just, it's really flawed and it doesn't quite gel and mm. it doesn't have that momentum. There's a lot of slow moments in the game for sure. You know, and part of that is the storyline, where it's like some people didn't like having that gun, gun barrel floating over their head about mm -hmm. the, the Reapers coming, and you have to build your crew because yeah. we need to protect humanity and all that shit. I liked it. That's a lot on the shoulders, right? I like the imminence of it, though. Me too. Yeah. I like that sense of urgency cool. throughout, and this game just has no urgency. Like I don't like. So why do I care about what's going on? Yeah. Why am I doing this? Well, who are these collectors clones that you have coming about, <laughs> fucking just hammering on colonies for no reason? Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, okay. I guess. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not getting too invested in this one, which I, I'm going to still put the time in it. Yeah, give it another fair shake. Because it's still enjoyable for what it is, for sure. For sure. But I just, I hope the next go around, they really, really take a look at the components. Just kind of fucking rip it apart, man. Rip it apart. Just go with the basic, like, just really ephemeral things that work about uh, Mass Effect, which mm -hmm. is fucking space and the characters and the interactions and being able to change the story and just... Maybe do different gameplay to it, you yeah, know, man. different components left and right. Like just, just they did. They needed to have like a huge rethink about this one. And they didn't. Mm -hmm. It's more of the same. No, because it was yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was, it was tossed around a bit. Mm, wasn't gelling the way it was supposed to, but hey, it's fine. Yeah, we you got we really got. do worse. Some people do like it, you know. It's not getting completely horrible reviews. Like, no, it's just yeah, Metacritic it's review just, of seventy-three. It's uh, just divisive right now. That's yeah. that's that's nothing to fucking yeah seventy-three. I mean, dude, that's still it's admirable. I mean, I've read reviews where people put like seventy plus hours of it and haven't found anything of great merit of it. So okay, that's scary. Yeah, that, that, that's scary to think about. Because I definitely still want to give it a, the fair shake. Like, mm -hmm. I want to get through the storyline. I want to do all the shit. I don't know about going so far as trying to, like, platinum the shit. It seems like it'd be a little tedious. It does seem tedious, for so. sure. It does. I, And I'm pretty sure it might be a multiple playthrough thing. Which I'm just like, ah, I don't know if I'm going to make that investment. I wonder if there's, like, multiplayer uh, There is, actually. Well. Okay. Oh, uh, trophies? Yes, from what I saw. Because mm. you have to build up your ranking online. Well. Okay. Yeah. Not bad. It's going to be tough. Speaking of Platinums, though. Cool. Platinum uh, Horizon. Oh, I Platinum Horizon, too. <laughs> yeah, oh, Gotta give you a round of applause. Yay. Number 10? Number 10. Oh. X. Roman numeral X. Yeah. Uh, that one's not a hard one at all, no? actually. It, it is super just a matter of doing everything that the game wants you to do. Okay. You know, it, it's like very... Like another Final Fantasy 15. 
Yeah, in a way, but really not nearly as time-consuming. Okay. Like, you can round this one out in fucking, like, 30 to 40 hours. Oh, shit. Probably a little less. It's not bad. If you're really trying. And if you don't, like, if you're not getting mangled by every fucking T-Rexes. Corner, yeah. Every corner that you run. But I really, really enjoyed that game. Okay. I really, really, really enjoyed that game. I want you to beat it so we can talk about it more in detail. But mm. I was satisfied with the story. It does keep you in. I thought it would be a little bit of a crazier kind of reveal, like an M. Night Shami. Mm-hmm. kind of deal where like the, the twist and there is somewhat of a twist I won't spoil it here uh, but it's not it's not major it okay. really is like you can kind of see it coming a little bit you can uh, in parts okay it's not a big twist but like what you know about the world it's pretty upfront about what happened you mm-hmm. can kind of guess civilization got fucked like that that's I had obvious that much, yeah. So it is Earth. I know other people were like, before it came out, they're like, no, it's like another world. No. Like, no, 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 no. It's, it's Earth, all right. It, it is definitely a science fiction story, and it's a really cool science fiction story. And it's really about what uh, kind of w- what sacrifices we make in order to continue ourselves. Hmm. At least this other sub-story that's going on about Aloy's history and Interesting. whatnot. So that, that's really cool. Cool. And then it, it, I think it ended on a pretty, pretty fair shake. Yeah. In terms of like Sony stories... You think it's up there in the some of the best? No. You don't think so? No. Like for Sony exclusive stories? Damn. I mean, as a game, absolutely. Okay. It fucking soars. But just uh, if you if you were to sit down and just watch it as like one narrative, mm-hmm. uh, I don't even know. That's how you do it. That's your test of it. Yeah, that like, would be a test if you okay. can watch it as a movie. Because you always talk I don't about know The Last could. of Us like that. You're like, I could sit down and watch The Last of Us and say that's just a great film. The script's good. I, yeah, because it's just an amazing story. It's okay. a great fucking story. I, I would say the same about Uncharted Four. Okay. I don't know about Horizon in that sense. That's a weird. I, I guess it's kind of a weird metric for it. Like, if I could turn this into a movie, mm-hmm. like, no, that's the wrong impression to get from this game because yeah. it's a fucking game. That's true. You played the you know, the whole experience it's, rounds it's, out what it is. Because those ones we're talking about, Uncharted, yeah. Naughty Dog ones in particular, they're more linear in their fashion. They are, and this yeah. one, you know, the open world. I mean, there is kind of a linearity to the game in some sense, but. You know, you can take it on how you want, and I guess that's, you know, it's an open world game, but it's mm-hmm. a Far Cry-esque Ubisoft kind of open world. Okay. You know, not to scare anybody away. If you that's fucking, not a bad thing, Because people hate like, Ubisoft no, games. I they mean, do. They think you, it's cool to hate Ubisoft games. If you tie games. it into, like, all the Assassin's Creed games and all the bullshit things they do, sure, but, like, you know, they've had a few successes with, like, some of the Far Cry games and some of the Assassin's Creed games, like... Love the shit out of Far Cry Primal. Right? It was so good. And Horizon took that glimmer and fucking oh ran with it. I'm glad we have another one for this year. I know. Oh, I know, right? Far Cry Primal was so good, I feel like so many people slept on it. They slept on it so hard. Don't even know. Don't sleep on Far Cry Primal, my dude. Wenja's. Assemble. Wenja, Wenja. Jesus, that game was good. It was so good. And this game had those components of fucking animal taming, the mm-hmm. robo, robo-mole. Yeah, I got to maybe tame one or two things before I put it down. Ah, oh, it was, oh. You so get to good. do some crazy shit toward yeah. the end. You get to fucking get your the, the T-Rex on your side. Oh, shit. And you start walloping with that fucking guy. He's like a tank. That's pretty a nice. A bipedal tank. A metal gear. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I really, 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 really enjoyed that game. I, I can't say that. I think it's my favorite game so far that I've played. Of this year? And I know for a lot of people, that's automatically Zelda. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to the last episode where Daniel totally trashed the game, mm-hmm. and I agreed with him on some points, I'm not I'm not totally in love with that game. Okay. Although I've been, I've been trying to give that one some more time. Did you come back around to it at all? Yeah, yeah. No, I was digging on it. I mm-hmm. played it on the big screen for the first time like in weeks. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, let me just hook it up and see what's going down yeah. with it. And yeah, I was... I was 
Yeah, I really You vibe it. on it a little more sometimes when it's on the full screen. Sometimes, because it has, like, my full attention, where, like, when I have it in portable, like, I just can't stop myself from wanting to just put it down, because it's mm-hmm. so easy to. Just like, eh, sleep for a second, I gotta check a text, and then I get lost in, yep. what are the fuck, text Twitterverse, world. and I get, yeah, text world, <laughs> cool, like, cool world, starring Brad Pitt, <laughs> text world, <laughs> except it would be Marky Mark. Fuck. <laughs> Marky Mark. Marky. Yeah, uh... I, I I love that game. I do. Which one? Horizon. Oh, Horizon. <laughs> I thought we moved away from that a little bit. Oh, what was I talking about? You're talking about Zelda. Oh, yeah, it's you, fine. You're trying to figure that one out. Yeah, I'm okay with that game. Okay. We're friends. Yeah. We're acquaintances <laughs> now. I've had a few shrines that I was just like, that was clever. Mm-hmm. That was fun. I did the first dungeon. Okay. You did game. which one? Uh, Zora's Ruda? Domain. Ruda. 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 Did Ruda. That was, it was okay. Yeah. It, it was very Zelda. Very, very, very Zelda, where it's just like, what's the fucking solution? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, okay, that's semi-obvious. Uh. Those dungeons in particular, the way they're laid out, they're, there's one loop that you have to figure out how to like manipulate and play to your advantage and how it works. Like Each one has a mechanic. Like That one was like the trunk that, you know... It's spouting water, and you have to like fucking... Uh, walk on top of it to get to like a certain point on the middle of this elephant shit yeah. dungeon. So each of the divine beasts has something yeah. like that, and that's the one for that one. And I don't know if I'm in love with that mechanic. I, like, I it's wish not the best mechanic. I wish I had less to worry about. I wish it was just going up and down by mm-hmm. itself, and I had to like figure out the timing. But like, you literally have to like have this notch UI thing. Mm-hmm. That you fucking figure out, and I was just like, eh, okay. And the only way you actually can unlock the mechanics to actually manipulate the dungeon is if you get that part for the map. Like, you have to mm. find the map first, and if you don't, then you're not going to, like, know how to do that, period. Yeah, which is so. another kind of... That's a weird workaround. So, I don't know. I, I talked about on our Impressions cast about that. I don't really like the way they handle dungeons in this game. I like the more traditional ones where they feel... I don't know, they just feel very unique. Each one you go in feels different. These all feel the same. Like... All the dungeons I've been in, they all have the same, like, look to them, same feel to them. You know, you have corrupted spots, you have the same, you know, technology, nodes, things that you have to put your slate into. And, yeah, they don't feel very inspired past, like, you know, the worlds that they live in. But mm-hmm. the inside of dungeons, so I'm like, eh. They could have put something different into this, maybe more thought. Maybe they should have put, like, it. maybe, like, 120 mini dungeons? Inside of one dungeon? No, just, like, in the game. Oh, wouldn't that be fucking, like, yeah, so you wouldn't have to put as much pressure on the main, like, let's say there's main four dungeons, mm-hmm. right? Right? Because that would, that would keep people in, into it. That's an idea. Yeah. Maybe next time. I'm going to call Miyamoto right now. <laughs> and he's like, oh, well, the next Zelda is just going to be, like, a racing game. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Like, Hyrule Racing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Didn't they do something like that for the Wii with, with Epona? Like a racing like game Like a horse racing Epona? game, yeah. I can only hope. <laughs> Fuck. I can only fucking hope and then hope they have a Wii virtual console. That'd be neat. Yeah. Because apparently the Switch is really good at replicating the uh, the functionality of the Wiimote. Huh. Yeah. Like the sensor. I didn't realize it was going to be that big on it. And like some of the, the Wii Motion parts of it, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, well, they, they really added, what was that game they added? That uh, a boy in his glob or whatnot? Yeah. What was that one fucking called? I forget. I know there's a boy in his blob, but what was this one? Day Blob 2 or whatever. like Glob World or... Glob World started around <laughs> <laughs> No, but I heard that it has it uses a sensor in the uh, 
Joy-Con. Okay. Really fucking well. So that's interesting. I need another game for the Switch. Other than Zelda. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I need something that's more like appropriate for like plane rides. For some people, they're like, yeah, a gigantic open world game is that for me? Uh, no, I kind of want a fucking popcorn experience. You know. Some instances in Zelda work for me. Um, on the the flight back from um, Austin, it was like a three hour continuous flight. Like I actually got like a decent amount of like Zoro's domain done. It was good for like a long sitting. But yeah. then like those instances where I needed to pick it up, put it down, I would do like a shrine at a time or like travel distance, get to where I wanted, close it, put it down, boom. Like I don't. I, some of the bite sized experiences serve it really well. But when I want to really get into it and like experience the world for like five hours or go through a dungeon in one sitting, like yeah, I have to do it on my TV. So okay. I, I get it. Like you know, you're not gonna get the same sort of popcorn experiences every time from it. But it's true. You get, like, more of your focus is on when you put it on the big screen for some Yeah, reason. I don't know if it's because I could take it more seriously. I Just for me, I was just soaking it in a little bit more where I was just like, okay, everything's bigger. It's I easier kinda, to get lost in. I can kind of see shit in the distance mm-hmm. now rather than squinting a little bit. Like, oh, oh okay, that was a, a fucking shrine yeah. I didn't go to. Neat, you know? So I've been, so, since we got back, I've been putting most of my time into Zelda. Like, that's all I played since, like, you've been playing Mass Effect. Oh, you really have. Yeah. Like, I've put, like, maybe, like, 30 more hours into played it. Played fucking Mass Effect. Went back to Fallout 4 out yeah. of nowhere. You're, like, playing games around my head, and I'm like, oh, I'm still in Hyrule right here. I'm doing my thing. Yeah, because I was switching between Mass Effect and uh, play a little Berserk. <laughs> oh, really? I didn't hear only, that. Only, like, a fucking hour session of that one. That, that one's that one's definitely a drought game. That's what that one is. Yeah, you mentioned I'm that I'm glad before. I have it, but it's it's not going to happen right now. That's, like, your popcorn game for, like, it's, your console. Yeah, it's not going to happen between fucking Mass Effect and Breath of the Wild. It, it, it should, I'm it's sorry. I'm sorry, Berserk. I'm sorry. I am. I enjoy you. Mm-hmm. We're still, we're still, we're still tight. Yeah. Okay. And we'll always be tight. Okay. But you'll always be there. Yeah. So, I'm liking Zelda a little more. Yeah. I, uh, I, I gave you a few hints when you were still in Austin. I'm like, okay, you're doing Zero's Demand. Oh, you come across the Lionel. That's just whopping you. I was like, okay, you're going to want to do this. And I tell, I tell you to go out to Okala, talk to Robbie, get the Which, ancient Okay, arrows. so the way I've been playing it, I just, it just takes me forever to do a simple task. Really? It takes me a long goddamn time, and I don't know if it's just, like, my approach. If I Maybe I'm just too traditional, maybe. and this game is such a mind-bender, and people are, like, getting the unlock in their head, mm-hmm. where they're just like, this is the most innovative, best game of all time. And then, like, I'm just one of those guys that's just stuck there where it's just like, you know, I have tinfoil on my brain, mm-hmm. man. I'm not going to get that signal. So I have a task where it's like, hey... Robbie needs his robot girlfriend to have a blue flame. Mm-hmm. Well, good thing there's blue flame outside. Oh, it's across like the other side of the okay. mountain. Oh, but there's these little lamp lights that you can fucking right. light up. Cool. Well, in between those moments, we're going to send gigantic lizard monsters. It's going to turn night 35 times. Uh, the blood moon's going to come out. It's going to rain and put out a lot of shit. And oh yeah, by the way, whenever you light up your fucking twigs in order to move the blue flame, yeah, you're kind of depleting that, that status bar and that thing. Eh? Mm. It's going to burst in the flames wow. and be nothing. Yeah, so good luck on that. <laughs> and I remember that this little task taking me fucking like an hour. Yeah, it took you so long. You're like, it took me an hour. And I'm like, why? It took me an hour. It took me like 10 minutes. Because, hey, get getting randomly killed mm. by some of the Macoblins. Yeah, the Lazolfos and the Macoblins. The, the Lazolfos, for sure, we're getting it. Uh, and having to take care of them and depleting resources, mm-hmm. having to cut down trees to find twigs. And I realized I could set clubs on fire, so I stopped doing that. Yeah. My clubs were bursting into nothing. And well, I told you just do it in bursts, like light one torch, put it away. Light one torch, put it away. Yeah, To but maintain I, it. Okay. So it didn't burst. But I had to light it again to get to the next door. That's fine, yeah. You just put it okay. out real quick. And then it. I get up to Robbie's fucking okay. domain. I've I've found a serpentine pattern after 40, 
48 minutes of fighting my way through weather <laughs> to do this. And sure enough, there's a guardian chilling outside oh, of Robbie's man. fucking house, and he one-shots me. I remember that one. I told yeah. you about that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, is there a guardian? You're like, yeah, I think it's over there somewhere. And I'm like, okay. Okay. And he was a big issue. Oh, and shit. I tried to get on the horse to run past him, but nah, <laughs> Just destroyed your the horse, horse sometimes he gets tired. And then I get blasted to death. And I say, fuck this game. I hate it. This is the worst game that was ever made. But then I made it. And then I was yeah. like, ah, oh, it's fine. And then he gave me these fucking ancient arrows, which apparently just break the game. They really, they are game-breaking arrows. Like, <laughs> like you can I, one-shot guardians. Tell, tell him what you did to Lionel. I went up to Lionel. And he On was, Shatterbeak Point. He was spooking me. I also yeah. had another side quest to take a picture of yep. him because this woman was trying to scare other people from doing what exactly what I was doing. <laughs> uh, don't know what that was about, but I, I happily obliged. I got a weird Bigfoot fucking in-motion picture of Lionel yep. like fucking 100 yards away from me, so it didn't come out good. I got the one where he looks like super menacing. He's like, all right, right. he's got his bow drawn. And I'm like, oh. No, so this guy's <laughs> trying to come at me. He's trying to do his minotaur thing and mm-hmm. fucking uh, wreck, wreck my balls, wreck mm-hmm. my soul but I take one of these ancient arrows and I just I don't just kill him because what <laughs> happened wasn't death no. what happened was whatever imprint because okay so traditionally with death I mean matter traverses you yeah. know you know it, it always it's not the created nor destroyed transferred if you will right correct yeah. it, it always transfers energy moves on that's not what happened with Lionel <laughs> Lionel has no promise of continuation and he has no promise of history i took both of those away from him he made no stain no mark no anything on this earth i deleted him so properly (laughs) from hyrule that nobody if you say the word lionel they go into a fugue state that's how bad it is this is how much that i fucking erase this dude's life force from this universe it was amazing and i have one shot of an arrow and i have two left (laughs) <laughs> oh, you've been using them like everywhere? No, 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 no. I just have two of those left. Oh, I okay. had three to begin with. Oh, I bought a bunch. Fucking killed Lionel forever. Nice. <laughs> not, not just killed him. <laughs> Erased his memory. He like disappears into the tip of the arrow and it's like, where'd he go? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> like, it doesn't even make a sound. Like, no trail. Silent on the mountaintop. No loot on the ground. <laughs> Nothing. No hooves. Fucking erase Lionel. And then I got my shock arrows, which were for some reason growing out of trees. Yep, they're everywhere. I don't know what that was about. It was weird. I got 20 of them. That's what you need. Yeah. It was kind of a good time. Yeah. I saw, like, once you get into, like, the story bits and, and get to explore yeah. more freely and feel equipped for the world, it, you'll have fun with it. Yeah, yeah, you've been telling me. Yeah. I just have to stop switching between fucking three different open world games. Probably. Yeah. I mean, that's what I, I set my fucking sights on it for, what, 30 plus hours? Well, I'm going to Boston in, like, fucking three hours, so I'm going to get sure. my chance to fucking play. Uh, I think it's Charge. Yeah, it's Charge. It's on the dock. Okay. So, it's good. I'm going to do. Uh, things I recommend you doing, maybe going to Death Mountain, Rito okay. Village. Rito Village is pretty easy. Those are the three that I've done. Uh, my last stop is Gerudo Valley. I think I just might hang up the sword, dude. Think so? Like, I think I, I just might find it. a small, like, go back to Kakariko Village mm-hmm. and maybe try to, like, you know, grow carrots and shit. Okay. Like, I just want to, like... Become fun. a, a kaku farmer? Like, I'm, I don't know if I was born for adventure. Mm-hmm. Like, adventure found me, for sure. Sure. But I died, you know? And mm-hmm. that was bad. And I had to sleep for 100 years to get over it. And that's like... That's, There's a lesson there. That's, that's really time consuming. Imagine mm-hmm. every time you got like fucking... You got goofed up a little bit. Like mm-hmm. you overshot, you know? Like you're like, hey, I can make 15 coffees in like fucking 30 seconds. And like, oh, you slip and boom, you're gone. Only 10. And then like, you know, your coworkers have to put you in the freezer for 100 years. <laughs> Using ancient Sheikah technology. You lose your memory. You're, you're 100 years later... People are fucking, you know, it's not even a Starbucks anymore. No. It, it, it is literally like a hell pit. 
But if I go to certain spots where the Starbucks would have been, yeah. I'll have memory flashbacks and I'll see the narrative and I'll be in my apron right, again. Right, right, right. Oh, this right. is what happened before I fell. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just start out in an apron. <laughs> That's the beginning of our fucking, fucking caffeine of the wild. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. What's it going to be like 100 years from now, you know? I don't know. What, you, what was like 100 out. years from now? Or from this? From this? Oh, yeah. Titanic was happening. Right. <laughs> it was a lot of the same. Full really. circle there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not for the audience listening to this podcast. No. Where we workshop. Where we Titan- work- Titanic beat them up in a totally separate podcast that we don't know what we're going to do with. I'll do something with it. Just put it up, man. Give it to the Patreon users. The Patreon users. Yeah. Us? It's <laughs> just us. It's our fucking gift to us. <laughs> I'm so giving. Well, you feel good about wrapping this one up? Sure, if you want to wrap it up. I know you got other stuff to do. I got some other stuff to do. I didn't pack yet. Oh, bummer. <laughs> bummer. <laughs> oh, man. Bummer man. Bummer man 64. Yeah. So that's been real good. Okay, uh, cool. I've been Kevin. And I'm Daniel. This has been the safe room. And remember to save your games and whatnot.